Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, the show where three rugby league tragedies talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. I am the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way, and it's a very special episode this week. Yes, there is a kind of magic in the air. It's magic around Griffo. Plenty happening this week, plenty happening last week, plenty happening off the field. Always plenty happening in the NRL. I often wonder when they say on TV that, you know, days of our lives and... um, yeah, the bold and the beautiful, the long-running soap operas. I kind of feel like with rugby league, uh, whether it be on the field, off the field, uh, it's almost like we've got our own uh, soap opera for blokes over here. There's plenty happening. No, it's a soap opera, but uh, yeah, this week uh, <laughs> I hear they're bringing David Copperfield out and Constantino, whatever the dude's name is. They're coming from all around the world. Uh, they're going to make the, the Newcastle Knights disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they've, they've already done a disappearing act, uh, uh, Rugby League in Sydney. It's disappeared this weekend. So. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. No footy in Sydney well, this the week. Commentators, um... commentators, especially uh, Andrew Voss, he was frothing over it in, in the calls last week. I'm thinking, I don't know why. Like, It's not magic for people who, who are in Sydney. You can't <laughs> go to the game unless you buy a ticket. But look, if you were going that's... up... To, and and I mean oh. we know we went to Auckland for the Nines and yeah. um similar sort of thing like all the teams are there it's exciting so if I was going to Brisbane I, I would be excited to be fair but it's um, definitely something on the bucket list for for most rugby league fans yeah I think so yeah I think so and, and it's a big um it's a big celebration of football as they say uh, so all the games this week happening at Suncorp Stadium uh, not only the people in Queensland excited about this but as you said. There'll be lots of people from Sydney going up to have the weekend of football, make a weekend of it, um, and have some fun uh, in Brisbane this week. Uh, all the teams will be there, as I said, except Newcastle. Um, they have the bye, and um, we know some of the players actually uh, are taking a holiday. I actually want to, I'll ask you off the top here, Griffo, because I don't know if it would have been something to come up in Shano's tidbit. Shano might be joining us a bit later um, for the, you know, for the second hour of the show. But, um, some people have been very critical, especially considering last week uh, the Newcastle Knights got belted by the Parramatta Eels. They've got a nine-day turnaround now with uh, the bye this week. Some of the players have been criticised for, for going on a holiday. I think there's um, some of their key players um, holidaying at the moment in Bali. I mean, what, what's your take on this? Because you know, there's one side of the argument saying, oh, well, you know, they got dusted last week. I'd have them running sand hills all week and and other yeah. people look at it and say, well, look, this is their, their job. They've got a little bit of leave and they're entitled to the downtime. They're saying bye for the bye. Like, um, mm. uh, it, obviously the club would have had to prove of it. I mean, if, if they've just gone of their own volition and they're supposed to be at training, that's different. But uh, I'd say the club. But uh, obviously the club must have, you know, must have given him a little bit of time off. 
and I don't, I don't see a problem with that, you know, provided they don't uh, take in any boogie boards or something like that. And just, yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you know, as long as they, yeah, they, they behave themselves and don't end up in, uh, I can't remember the name of that prison where, where, uh, the young lady from the Gold Coast ended up, but it didn't seem like a nice place. Um, nah, so do so. the right thing, boys. Relax, enjoy. Um, come back, and uh, and they're on the field next week. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't see a problem if, if the and, club and was I, happy. And and I think yeah, so too. Business. Yeah, and I think also too. I think a lot of the um, uh, I think a lot of the concern has been, you know from the fans saying, oh, you know, why would the club okay this? But, I mean, this would have been something they looked at a long time ago. Um, yeah. You know, they can't really turn around and say, hey, boys, uh, tell your families that, that they're staying home this week because uh, we had a poor performance on the weekend. Yeah, I have no problem with it. Obviously, this yeah. would have been booked in well before they lost last weekend. And they were, you know, they, they had some solid weeks, even though they didn't get the points. They were, they were competing against high-quality teams. Um, yeah, it's no one else's business. Club's yeah. happy. Yeah. Fair play enough. on. Yep. Play on. Play on. Here we go. All right. So this week we're going to obviously talk a little bit about uh, the things that are happening in the NRL. We're going to talk about last week. But just what we're talking about, um, you know, uh, rugby league players heading overseas. I want to get your thoughts on this one, Griffo. Um, the footy this week's in Bris Vegas, but Las Vegas. A lot of talk that... Um, the NRL is going to be taken, and it's going to be a big event in Las Vegas, uh, possibly even opening the season next year. We've we've talked about this previously on the podcast where there have been rumours, but um, it seems to be during this week that the rumours are getting stronger than ever that the NRL is going to be playing football in Las Vegas, um, possibly uh, 2024, uh, start of the season. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about what I'm doing at that time next year. Um, <laughs> I might go myself, but depending on who's playing. But uh, um, no, I, I think it's good. The NRL is a business, and you want to grow your business. Uh, now they're not doing this to sort of kickstart the the game in the US. They're doing this for revenue, um, trying to get a global or more of a global audience tune in and, um, and, you know, make money out of the uh, international rights to watch the NRL. I think it's a great idea. And if it can, uh, you know, if it can achieve that, great. Um, more revenue, more money to play players. It's, 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 it's it's just a positive really. Well, I think so. And look at, to be fair, if it if it does work, uh, you know I'll be the first to con- congratulate uh, Peter Villandis and, and those mm. behind it. I, I would love to see a whole round do this, and you know in in the near future in different cities, all round you know round one. Um, so every team oh, you know yeah. has to travel, play yeah. in London, play in, in London, you know Tokyo, uh, Paris. Um, just broaden the the fan base and the revenue base. Now, I um, yeah, I, I love the EPL. Now, yep. 
while I've been to England and I sort of picked up a, an accent while I was there um, rather rapidly. Uh, um, you are the chameleon. I, I am, you know, from Sydney. Um, but I, uh, I'm, I'm quite like I spend a lot of my time watching the EPL. Now, there are very few Australians playing in the EPL, um, but I'm really in, into that as a sporting competition, second only to the NRL for me. Um, and I know you love your American sports, mm-hmm. um, and you, I don't know if, you, if you've ever been to America. I have um, not, I know, no. There no. you go. So um, this is what the NRL is trying to do, to get fans who are you know, new to the game. Eyes, uh, eyes on the screen. Because uh, eyes on the screen means the business is growing. Um, so I'm all for it. And as I said, you know, if, if it, you know, I'd like to see within the next few years, every first game, every bit being played in different cities of the world, all on the same weekend, tiered up so none of them are on at the same time, so, you know, us here in Australia, we can still watch them all. Just like I'm I'm not going to Brisbane this weekend, but I'll watch the games. They're being right. played in another city. Play them in another country. Bring new yeah. uh, eyes to, to the screen and new fans. I mean, we've got the best game there is, I believe. Um, just not everyone knows that yet. And uh, I think it's a great idea. I think you made a good point there too. Because you're taking the best brand of rugby league to the world, and people like ourselves, like you know, a massive European football fan too, Griffo. I'll be watching. You know, each each week I'll be keeping up. I'll be watching either highlights or you know, there's not. I'm I'm happy, especially you know, people who aren't as um, hardcore, I suppose, on the uh, European football. They'll even get up at the middle of the night to watch the World Cup and. Fans, fans will watch it even if the times don't work out. Um, just an interesting point where you're talking about possibly the teams. What we're hearing is there could possibly be South Sydney versus Manly uh, and the NRL also uh, bringing in some star power with Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman representing either club to try and help promote the game over there. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I think the, um, the game in Las Vegas would be a massive, massive... Uh, positive for the NRL. I can only see good things coming out of it. And speaking of good things, uh, we've got Shano on board. We're just talking hey, about welcome. the uh, Vegas welcome. game, Shano. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it, it appears that South Manly are more or less a done done thing. It's 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 looking that that's going to be the game. I, I think it's exciting. I think I think that the California game that they proposed a couple of years ago. I think you know and even the one uh, they did a while back. Uh, I think I think this, where they seemed a bit rushed and a bit, well, we'll just throw it out there as trials. I think I think they really want to throw, they want to throw something behind this to make it special, which I think is not a bad thing. I, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, and, and if, you know, TV deals coming up, you know, as Australians, we get the benefit of watching minis 
of all kinds of sports, and I've, you probably talked about this. I don't yeah, know. So what you yeah. Say, and, and, and I, I dare say, Fox, there, there would be a reciprocal thing where where Australian Rugby League um, has minis posted on, on on theirs, and and it means that it's. It's it's a gateway in, you know. Um, it's a gateway into into watching into watching rugby league. It's rugby league's become far more marketable in the last fifteen years than it ever has been, and I think that um, I think this will also keep the marketing side of things honest. That that you know, it's one thing to produce merchandise for Australians who go for the you know go for a football team and will buy anything. It's another thing to make it then. Look at the look, the caliber of European football sides or or NFL sides, uh, baseball, basketball, whatever you want, whatever you want to choose. So, I, I actually think this is going to elevate the game. I, I think this is going to have a a lot of there's a lot of naysayers out there that say why. I actually think that the I actually think this is going to I think this is going to elevate what happens. Uh, to to clubs, I think I think especially merchandise wise, it's going to have to, and I think that it's going to. The more of this we do, I think the better our game is. And you know, you look at okay, uh, you know, f- football. You know, look at look at cricket. Right, cricket's the second most watched game in the world, um, and you look at the way. IPL and things are marketed, and and yeah, you know, it helps when one billion people. It watch helps it. when there's yeah, but but, but <laughs> the market. One of the things it's done is it's elevated the marketing of things. So when I look at the way certain things are marketed, I go, wow, they, you know, it's 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 a very professional outfit, and I think this is going to significantly improve many aspects of rugby league. That's a good thing, uh, mm. you know, and I think that. Taking our game global is a good thing. Uh, generating interest and and increasing the way that we watch rugby league is a good thing. Uh, you know, it looks like Las Vegas is the. You know, it looks like that's that's the place. Um, it won't be too long, I don't think, before we might see a um, a game on a game in and around um, New York. Where, where rugby league, where rugby league is played, um, probably, probably fair to say the West Coast has a stronger competition, and 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 that's probably you know, not a bad place to start. But yeah, I think that, you know, you know some of the best leagues in the world go overseas. You know, NFL yeah. goes to England mm. for a reason to generate interest, to keep up doing that interest. So, I, I think it's a good you... thing. Just before you jumped on, Griffo even suggested Shano, and I'm I'm going to dub it here the um the International Festival of Football. Um, he he actually touted an idea where, you know, I mean, obviously this could be a stepping stone to it, where it's not just a couple of clubs or having a double header, uh, where um, you know, two or four teams travel to America. Say, he, he suggested earlier on, you know, you were suggesting um having a round Griffo where everyone plays all over the world and there could be games yeah. in places like London, Tokyo, like, I think Tokyo. Paris got a call. Yeah. Yeah, because South Africa, yeah. I reckon. And you know what? If you Africa. wanted to start if you wanted to start I reckon I reckon if you yeah. It, I reckon 
Yeah, this game needs. I think this game needs two. I think this game needs actually. I think going over to America to begin with, and I agree with you, Griff. I think that we need two games there. And I think why do you need two games? Because there's enough Australians who actually go. Like you know, most yeah. most Australian people who fly rugby league don't need much of a push to get themselves into into that part of America. But I also think too, if, the betting the betting side of that, things in Vegas. But you that creates some interest there. But that then generates that then generates a whole groundswell of okay, let's let's go for curiosity. Like I remember going to um NFL to the now? college game. Yeah. We didn't follow either of those colleges. You went as a curiosity and you thought, holy cow, you know, mm. and you saw the group of people they brought over as fans and you just went, wow, that's like, yeah. And I think that's what you need. And I I think it's a good thing. I, I, I can't believe that there's actually people who, who are really discussing this as a negative thing. The the key thing's going to be if you're the clubs going over and, <clears throat> and you know, we follow one of those clubs going over, um, turnaround is going to be interesting. Um, you know, it's going to be great to go over and promote the game, but if we're expecting teams to travel all that way on the plane right. and then have the normal expected, yeah, 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 or or you'd have or, to, you'd, before, or you'd work it out yeah. where um those teams have the the buy round two and there might be less games and it. And I, I, I just there. think I think I, I think, think personally that's, that's I think possible. I think basically round one gets broken up into two weeks. Yeah, it's split um, round. No, there's, well, there's week zero, effectively. <clears throat> um, those teams play and then round one as a, as a precursor starts. Because let's face it, it's not going to get thrown on. It's not going to get thrown on. It's not going to get thrown on Thursday night or Friday night, Australian time. Yep. It's going to be something that's somewhat conducive to an Australian audience. I think of so you think American, Sunday Sunday morning. I'd even almost think a, an American, um, you know, an American Friday night or Saturday night. Yeah, the weekend would, before would show, the other two yeah, would, would be you know would what? be during the day here. So you could you yeah, could play what, you could play Saturday saying, night in America, and it's a Sunday afternoon yeah, footy game yeah, on Channel and Nine. And that's what I'm thinking will happen. You take that into account. Well, then that's that weekend pretty much gone, and then they come yeah. back and. And you know, the next week the other teams are playing. And, and I think there's a key difference with some things that have happened in the past. And that's they're playing for two points here. It's not exhibition. Yeah, and that's game. exactly yes. right. And that's what I think you have to do. I think Absolutely. exhibition games exhibition games and and a lot of a lot of um a lot of teams around the world actually now are shying away from exhibition games. And a lot of and like and a lot of associations around the world, a lot of leagues around the world, sorry, they're shying away from the exhibition game because it actually it can make their product look foolish because you don't know what who's going out there. You don't know what the caliber of play is going to be. You don't know what the mindset is. You make it for two points, they're playing for keeps. Yeah. And 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 it and if it gets down to the wire or it's golden point, they're not then they're going in hammer and tongs i think if you're gonna if you're serious about showing the game and this is what the nfl say if you're serious about showing the game it has to be worth something you can't make it worth nothing so i i agree it has to be worth two points yeah and i, I like i said before I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't be surprised if there's some link in with other, um, you know, other events, whether it's, you know, a, yeah, I'm not taking the mickey here, you know, whether they, whether they tee up a, a, um, Hugh Jackman, one man show. And then like, like, do you know what I mean? Or a, or a music act, you know, like, ACDC still rolling around, get them to play or something. Yeah, make it Australian, you know. But yeah. if you had, but if you had, if you got some international Australian stars, I mean, even if you got someone of the likes of, like, even the, you know, I said Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman, if you had someone who was promoting it over there, you like the NRL, if they, you know, got involved with some of these stars, get, you know, get Chris Hemsworth to, you know, come out and swing a hammer around. Um, this could be a huge event, not only for, um, the NRL, but I think if the NRL's smart, they they could be trying to they should tee up they could tee up some partnerships not only with the US and talk about how people will travel to the US for this, but also how for the Australian government that this could boost tourism here in Australia and the US market and get people talking about this. So I, I think there's just so much that could come of this. This could be a massively hot ticket. Yeah. And and we know the negotiations that have taken place to get NFL, NBA, NHL to Australia, to yep. Sydney. I think I think you need star power to do it. If you don't have the venue, you need star power. Yep. I think this this has the potential to to be something really cool. And you know, like I've, I'll be, yeah, I, I I won't be going to it. I'd love to go, but I'm yeah, I won't be going to it. But I think that. I think this has the potential to actually be something where, you know, all of a sudden it's a very good carrot to give to a team, to give to a set of players to, you know, to, 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 to offer this to, to, to yeah. I, I just think with the right, with the right promotion, look, with the wrong promotion, it can go down like a lead balloon. With the right promotion, this could actually this can actually be very good because previously, I think, I think previous forays into into America, it's been very gimmicky. Yeah. Whereas I think now, if you were serious, you're saying this is two competition points. Get in front of the television, do the press conferences as if you're in Australia. Just make it as if you're in. Do the training as if you're in Australia. Make it, make everything stock standard week in the NRL. Yeah. All of a sudden. It's a, it, people see it's a serious competition. And I think, I think, I think this has the potential to actually really elevate things um, in more ways than one. I've got a gut feeling this will actually be a massive success. I hope and, so. And I got, I think that there's, I think, I think right now the AFL probably sitting back watching what the hell's going on. I think by the time, this is done and dusted. They're going to wish that they jumped on the back of this. Yeah, and they and, did and, go to China. Yeah, well, I don't know how that went, but yeah, uh, but uh, you know, I I, I take my hats off them for having a crack. You know, yeah, bloody oath. I'd I'd love to see a foot. I'd love to see a rugby league game. I'd I'd imagine if they went to Las Vegas. Like in my mind, I'm thinking um, Allegiant Stadium where the um, Las Vegas Raiders play. I didn't no, really look well, I've that. heard, Graham. I don't know the name of the place, but they're not talking about the big, new, shiny nah. place where oh, the uh, they're talking the talking just is going to be. Okay. Apparently, the Super Bowl is two weeks before that at that yeah. stadium. Yeah, because so, that's a nice other, stadium. And 
not so good stadium on the outskirts of the town. Oh, the uh, one where they had this uh, rugby sevens. Um, I don't know. But so yeah, Legion like Stadium's a new 20, shiny one. Twenty-five thousand. They're talking about. Oh, okay. Because there was an, there's another yeah. stadium I was thinking of. Like, there's another one again that then we must be thinking of because there is. Um, I remember there was that that one that had the rugby sevens. Um, yeah, I don't even know if that stadium. Anyway, anyway, I was, I was imagining the new one. Like it's a great stadium. Right. I think it holds about sixty five thousand, and it's a no, they're not oh, they're not playing it's there like apparently. Two billion dollar stadium. So uh, it's, we don't know why. But anyway, there, but yeah. Anyway, I anyway. Think we'll see a how it goes. Small step, maybe yeah. a full twenty-five thousand seater might be a better look than a thirty thousand people in a in a sixty-five thousand state. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, cool. yep. yeah. But I, I would have. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'd go for the I, the bigger biggest... place, and even if you you know all, you know giving the tickets away for some of them in the bleachers for, yeah. you know, you know, five bucks or something, get people bums on seats. Them, it's it's yeah. eyes on the game. That's what we want. This thing Las has Vegas to look. radio stations can give away as many tickets as they this want. This thing has to look. I, I, I think my personal opinion, I've always said that if, if you're going to run out, and this is what, if you're going to run out and it looks like any other rugby league match, mm-hmm. then don't take it. Because you can have any other rugby league match in Australia with ticket holders, it's got to be big, and I think that's, I think that regardless of how many seats are in the stadium, it's got to be, it's got to be flashy, it's got to be showy, it's got to be, yeah. it's got to be an absolute spectacle, it's got to be a show. Yeah, I reckon you thing- get, you know, between five and ten thousand people coming going from Australia. Oh, hundred percent. Like, if Patrick were playing, I reckon I'll be on the plane. Because yeah, I can't, but I'm in a position. And you guys have got young kids. You, you can't oh, do it. Well, I'm coming back from India but, uh, a few weeks before. Oh, well, they, oh, well there, you there you go. There you go. Okay. No, that's the only reason why I can't. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. I wasn't going. I'll tell you what, I'm, yeah. I would, uh, but pennies but I'm would in be... a position where I could, you know. And, um, like, yeah. you know, I've got to go state of origin uh, in four yeah. weeks. This this time in four weeks, I'm watching the game Yeah. Uh, in Adelaide. Um, yeah. Graham, you know, in the past, we, we went to... Uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, because it's 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 something. I mean, we all love the game, but it's it's like an an event that it is. Yeah, it's I not think... something that happens you know all the time. It's it's a rarity. It's exciting. It's new. Yep. So, uh, yeah, love no, to be part of it. Definitely going to be special. Uh, it's a bit of a watch this space to see what happens. Um, so really looking forward to the possibility of football happening in the US. Uh, we're all for it here. We think it's great to build the game. Um, the game itself is going strong. There was some, uh, there's been some great footy uh, going on. There's been some tight games uh, throughout the year. Last week, there were a couple of games where teams decided to kick on a bit. Um, we saw the Sharks with a big win, 44-6 over the Cowboys. Eels, 43-12 over the Knights. Rabbitohs, 32-6 over the Broncos. The Raiders, oh, we might even talk about this one a little bit later. We have controversy here with the 31-30 win over the Dolphins uh, in Golden Point. Titans over the Seagulls. Uh, they keep their up and down season going. The West Tigers finally have a win over the Penrith Panthers of all teams. I don't think at the start of the year people would have expected that to be their first win. Uh, 12-8 in a 
Yeah, it was a, actually it was a really good game to watch. A uh, really wet game out of Bathurst. Uh, the Warriors scoreless. I didn't enjoy it too much, Graham. No, <laughs> everyone, everyone Mind else you. loved it. Jeez. Everyone else loved it. Who would have um, thought a kickoff? If you'd said Tigers going to have ninety percent completions, you'd go, yeah. you're, 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 you're kidding. They, they they played well. It wasn't okay. Like you know, they they, they did play can well. I, and it was so can I just can I just throw out a rumor I've heard on that? Um, apparently, a couple of weeks ago, management went to the Tigers coaching staff and said, "What, no, WTF?" And I suppose Tim Sheen's, you know, it's one thing to get fired from a place once; to get fired from a place twice really isn't great. Um, I don't know whether it was quick thinking, but apparently, he he gave uh, over the last two weeks, he's given Benji a bit more control on coaching and what's going on uh, in that regard. I've got to say, and well, okay, it'd be three weeks. Sorry, I've got to say, in the last two weeks, they probably look better than what they've than what they have done previously. I'm um, definitely in, in in controlling the ball uh, on someone who who won't be back anytime soon. Uh, and way he two more surgeries to fix that ACL. He's looking yeah. at at least twelve months from now on the sideline. He. I, I got a gut feeling you could almost, you know, and that's best case scenario for him, sadly. Um, I think they're going to be playing, I think they're going to be playing next year pretty much with the understanding that he won't be taking the field. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's his third long-term injury. He's still a young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he's had, it's been a lot and I think, of I think one of the, one of the, sense. one of the, news i'm hearing is that they basically said that you know he's too young to dodgy this up get it right and and you know he'll be back on the, he'll be back on the park uh another guy with an indefinite um indefinite time frame who's still not sure when is pappenhausen yeah uh, he he's yeah. he they're, they're, they're basically at the point now where they're they're not even sure what this year's going to look like for Ryan Pappenhausen. That's that's again, you know, a massive blow for them. That's yeah. If if that's the case where they're sort of saying, well, at least at the back end of this year, well then, yeah, it's it's you know, and then and then the guy's got to get match fit and 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 playing ready. I I I don't know whether I'd. That guy's again a very young man. I don't know whether I'd I'd try and rush back someone that's going to maybe do an injury somewhere else before giving him some pretty solid stints in in New South Wales Cup to to get up to speed. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's a that's a massive watch space. And you look at with these players, both both players there you mentioned. Uh, young players with serious injuries and, and we've known in the past there have been so many good players that have just never been the same after these big injuries and um, yeah we wish them all the best and hopefully they can bounce back because um, another team looking to bounce back will be the Warriors 14-0 they lost to the Roosters uh, not too many teams in the modern game go through a game without scoring a point uh, the Roosters were able to hold them scoreless massive, over New Zealand massive and, um, call massive call at I think six nil really just did not help the Warriors at all. I think mm-hmm. it was a the scrap the the knock on where they wanted to challenge for offside, and I think a penalty might have 
they're not a good set piece team. They they more or less just need to tap it and go. And yeah, there, there was a few calls in that game that were a bit strange as well. Mm, yeah, and um, I mean, just ask Josh Reynolds. He was upset with the calls also too in the Dragons Bulldogs game. They got the chocolates though. Uh, yeah, eighteen six. The Bulldogs won that game. So um, he got fined a thousand bucks. So, when you give someone a spray, uh, we've seen in the past people go to town on uh, they go to town on fines for that kind of thing, and you know to get a one thousand dollar fine. What? I reckon that made, might be an admission. He... It's I reckon that might be an admission by the NRL to say. It's not what you said, it's the way you said it. Yeah, because what? what did he say? Like Grant made the call and he said, uh, well, it, was, it was the high tackle. He said, I think you clipped him high or something. And he goes, what did he say? He came down with his elbow or yeah. you know, forearm. Didn't come down hard. Yeah. But some of the commentators, there's nothing in it. But the reality was there was. He came yeah. down uh, the uh, the Dragons. Uh, I think it was the, the fullback Sloan. Was on the ground, um, just fell on the ball, and then Reynolds come down, and his his forearm did make contact with the back of uh, Sloan's head, so it was a penalty, um, yeah. and then it blew up. So he blew up. Was was it because when the call was made, you know, I, I, from my understanding, from what I saw, did you guys say, "Oh, that's bullshit" or something? Was that yeah. that's sort of the extent of it. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. And then <laughs> Grant Atkins didn't take too kindly to that. He, he, little teacher he looked like he was. I was going to say, yeah, uh, the, the teacher. Back in, he looked like back he was in the classroom. Yeah. But, but um, I know. Um, it was. It was the language, wasn't it? Using language yeah, directed towards yeah, the referee. Yes. I mean, if we're that's talking about integrity well, in that, I reckon coaches no. say a lot worse stuff in the press conferences. Well, that's why they get ten grand. Um, exactly. Uh, what I heard that was the match review committee wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. And Abdo has come over the top and said, no, we're not accepting that. Okay. So, uh, and, and that's probably why it's a thousand bucks. It seems like a yeah. slap on them. Yeah, you, you know, you, in the yeah. same basic so you can't, you can't treat referees like nah. that. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. No. And um, like, he's, he, think... he, obviously, he did, the referee did overreact, but... Um, he was. He didn't send him to the bin. He said, "If he gets in my face yeah. again." So I'm assuming that wasn't the first time in the game. I'd say that there's Reynolds a... had been into it. Um, and uh, yeah, look, I think a fine is the right result. Yeah. Um, apparently Reynolds, when they came back out for the second half, he went over and apologized. Yeah, um, the yeah. halftime he did. Yeah. I, I saw him say that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy that, number one, he didn't get a, a bin. He went very close. But there wasn't much in it. But he did make contact with the head. There was no yeah. force or anything. So the penalty was <coughs> warranted. Um, and uh, and then he you know, he came out second half, got on with the game. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's the right decision. Well done, Mr. Abdel, for yeah. making sure I... that something happened. Yeah, so, um, in regards to the Dragons boys, they're, they're a team seems to be in some peril. A couple of, you know, we'll go through it when we go through the teams, but 
couple of key players missing this week for no other reason than they're being dropped. Um, I, I I think I think this is going to be a festering sore this season for for the for the for the um, Red V. I think it all started last year when only three people turned up to their end of year function. Um, they're clearly not playing for the coach, and they're trying to play for each other. And I think that's even getting a bit bit annoying now. Um, yeah, it just seems like ever since Barbecue Gate, it just has not bode well. <laughs> it's just like not being controllable. And yeah, I, I I saw a team on the weekend against the against the Bulldogs that at times didn't look like they wanted to be there. Is it one of those things where the coach should be the one that's wearing this and he's using the players as scapegoats? Well, I know it's a hard question, but... The buck stops with the coach. Look, the problem is with the with them at the moment. They're taught to hold the ball from under seven. They're taught to catch the ball from under seven. They're, you know, they're taught how to pass from under seven. It's, you know... It's hard to it's hard to argue their structure or play when they knock on in the most simplest of fashions and when they mm. miss tackles in the most easiest of ways. I it's it's what really got to me when I watched the game on the weekend was just how disinterested they looked. They were close. They were, it was different part the week of the before. Coach's job to get yeah, them up. It was, for that, it's true to get them. It motivated. was different the week before. I think week what the week before showed us is they got up for the Anzac Day game because of the occasion. And then last week, it was just another NRL match. I agree with you, Greg. I think that the problem is, you know, the fundamental errors that they're making, I just think I just think it's it's apathy. And, and that's because um, I think he's lost the playing. I think he's lost the dressing room. And I, and I, I just look at that. I just look at that team and I just go, you know, I, yeah. What would spark that team up? And the, and the answer is I don't know. Like the two points off the bottom of the ladder now. And and you know, like there's 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 there's, there's people that won't touch. They, they become, in some ways, they become the tigers. No one wants to touch them. No one wants them as a first grade geek. Now, Billy Slater, no thanks. <laughs> you know, he just goes, no thanks. I'm not touching that. And so, so it's it's now it's the situation for both the coaching staff and management has become untenable because this team now is not only becoming uncoachable, but they're come, becoming undesirable to anyone who wants to coach them. Which means you go down that spiral of all right, you get rid of you get rid of um, Griffin, okay. Um, you, you try and get someone in, or you you got to find then a, a, a St. George old boy that's willing to take this on, and, and most aren't. So then you're just going for any coach you can get to try and fill the void. And you just go down this spiral of not being able to do attract anyone or do anything. Yeah. No, it's interesting. And, and, and as I said, they'll be looking to really turn it around because, as I said, they're now sitting 15th on the ladder, they're only two points off the bottom. 
Uh, after last week's games, we've got the Broncos still out in number one by themselves. They're on 14 points. We then have the Sharks, Rabbitohs, and Storm rounding out the top four on 12 points. Also on 12 points are the Roosters, only out of the top four with their um, minus points differential. Uh, Manly with that odd point, that keeps them in sixth there uh, on 11 points. Penrith are in seventh. Um, they start a list of teams on 10 points. So there's the Panthers in seventh, Warriors in eighth, Dolphins are ninth, Gold Coast are 10th, Raiders are 11th. They're all on 10 points. Parramatta are now on eight points in 12th, also on eight points of the Bulldogs. Then we have the Knights in 14th on seven, Dragons on six, Cowboys on six, Tigers on four in 17th position. Um, very interesting the way that the ladder is starting to shuffle itself out, fellas. Um, I actually wouldn't mind getting your thoughts, um, Griffo, just on what's well, going to be focused on the Panthers, this question here, because we've been talking about, I mean, for three years, it's almost as though every time we go through the ladder, we talk about where Penrith are and how they're the benchmark and how they're the competition favourites. I'd, I'd like to know what, I mean, I know the bookies, sports bets still have Penrith as favourites. Um, I don't know why. Who are your favourites at this stage to win the premiership based on what you're seeing? Souths. So, yeah, Sportsbet have them second favourite at um, 550, Panthers 450. It's actually interesting you say that. They actually have South Sydney now on Sportsbet as favourites for the minor premiership, but they still have Penrith um, there as the favourites. Who do you see... Now that we're coming into round 10, I mean, Penrith obviously still those heavyweights. You mentioned South. Would you say that given the, the form over the past couple of weeks, beating Brisbane convincingly last week, getting, you know, I mean, the game against Penrith could have gone either way, but... Well, they did you know, win. Yeah. So so you're thinking, are South becoming that team to beat? Are they, are they starting to become the benchmark? I mean... I feel like we might need to see a little well, bit more Well, I think from the, them, but... the, the form team at the moment... Yep, um, that's a good way to put they're it. They're not on top of the ladder because they had some early season losses. But basically, most weeks they've played um, top-tier sides. Hmm. So they haven't really hit too many of the the lesser lights yet, the Rabbitohs. So they're going to they're gonna rustle up plenty of wins. Um. The Roosters have started to find a little bit of form in the last couple of weeks after some poor performances. That's coincided with some of the, uh, the returns of, of, of guys like Crichton, Tupanupa, uh, sorry, Tupanua, Tupanupa. Um, <laughs> uh, Him too. Uh, so as they get their best side on the park, and they're getting closer to that now, um, and they're a team that traditionally doesn't start too well, but uh, they find their best in September. Um, so I think the Roosters, along with the Rabbitohs, um, are, are Penrith's biggest threats. And I think both of those sides actually should be shorter priced than the Panthers currently. I do rate the Broncos highly. I know they got smacked by South last week, but they were in the game early. And uh, their uh, big man, 
Payne Haas yeah, was not playing. Yeah. Also, Ezra Mam, who's been really good this year, was not playing. So, credit to the Rabbitohs. They were great, but they got Brisbane on a good night. Um, anyone who plays the Broncos will be knowing that they're a better chance of winning with no Payne Haas out there. Um, so, I don't, I don't discredit what South did. They got the job done well. They can only turn up and play who's there. Um, but the Broncos are a different side when you've got Payne Haas and Ezra Mam uh, out there, uh, but particularly Haas. The Sharks are, are probably, along with the Rabbitohs, over the last few weeks being the form sides, and they're up in second place. I still have question marks whether they can get the job done against the big teams in September. I know they've they've had some wins against the, the stronger sides this year. And and uh, they're a really good team. They've got guys to come back too. Finucane's been out for a few weeks. Um, they will get uh, Rudolph back later in the year. Unfortunately, Hamlin Ueli will be out for a little while now because of a hip drop. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're up there. Um Manly, a little bit too inconsistent for mine. The Storm is starting to, uh, again, with players coming back, they're looking good as well. So there's the the cream is already starting to rise. Mm. Uh, but I think it's the Rabbitohs who, for mine, I would have as competition favourites at this point in time. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I think um, it'll be interesting. I think we'll learn a lot this week, Shana, when they come up against the Storm. Yeah, I think I think another good point to make in the table, Graham, that we that we really need to touch on, is that the Broncos, Bunnies, and Warriors are the current top eight sides that haven't had a buy yet. Everyone else in the top eight's had a buy. So when we're looking at position on the table and points, they're they're actually artificially inflated for some teams. Um. You know, when you look at when you look at um, certainly Penrith are Shane. Yeah, well Penrith would be the out Dolphins of the Dolphins have won more games than Penrith this year. Yeah. Yeah. Penrith would be out of the eight. If 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 the if the, you got zero points for a buy, Penrith would be sitting in ninth right now. That's that for me is a bigger story if you're talking about the table. And, and my only thing I'd say to that is they're ninth with the best defensive record in the competitions at the moment. You can never write off a team that has such a good defensive. They their defensive record is is better, not just but by light years. They're on 111 against points. Mm-hmm. Their next best is South Sydney on 138. That's that's that goes to show that that goes to show that um, you know. For Penrith, this this starts been more of a hiccup than a concern. Um, I, I, I think, it's getting towards a concern. <laughs> I, I know losing to the, by Tigers, the Tigers. I think that's that's true. The the problem is, I suppose you know, you're right there. In saying that, I think that you know you if you know looking at that against Column, I I, I think. They're going to come out firing. The biggest problem I can see for Penrith, Griffo, and, and, and this is not having a go at them, is when you look at their position now, if there was no point for a buyer, they'd be in ninth. We're about to come into a, a, a period of time where we know some key people are going to get picked for origin. What does that look like during that period as well? Um, last year, that didn't bother Penrith whatsoever. I, I think 
I think when you look at the table now, and, and Griffo makes a very good point about cream rising to the top, I'm already seeing if if if, if everything trends the way it's going now, I'm already seeing a, a sort of an emergence of a top four that 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 um you know that could mean that certain teams who we assumed would be in there might actually be in the bottom four um going the long way, which which you know teams can do. Uh Regardless of who you talk about in the top eight, the team for me on the ladder that just seems to be, you know, a, 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 an issue is is the is the Cowboys. Um, the, the Cowboys are another team, I suppose. When you look at their position they're on the gone. table, I've them off. They're, to, they're, they're gone. They're yet to have they're a done. buy, but minus minus sixty eight, two thirteen against. They're Can I put point. something into perspective, gentlemen? They've conceded more points than the Tigers. They've conceded more points than the than St George. We've talked about the Tigers and St George being, you know, two of the two two of the bottom um, cellar dwellers. They've almost only by two are two points better off in the against column against the Knights. This is a team that, regardless of what they do from here on in, regardless of how many games they win, they're not going to they're not going to win them by enough. To actually arrest what they need to arrest, I I think that I think they they are significantly struggling. They if let's just say that with you got zero points for a buy, that only puts them up one place. It doesn't put them above um, the knights who have a better for and against. That, that that's what you that's the caliber. No, we I know I, I'm happy to put my hand up. I had this team finishing somewhere up the top. And right now, they can't they can't score better and are scoring worse than teams like the Tigers and and and, and Newcastle. Now these are teams who people have this year at times absolutely rubbished. I, I think they're done. I think they're shot. They are performing this year like a lot like we thought they were going to be last year before they surprised yeah. us. It's that's it's, true. We, you know, I, I I tipped him for the spoon last year, and I was very much wrong. Um, the reality is, because the competition's so close in terms of the ladder, if they're able to string a few wins together, they're right back in it. But the problem is the they're not playing well enough. No. Like they they've been awful. And and that's that's the issue more so than their ladder position right at this point in time. Um, they've got problems. They have had a lot of injuries, to be fair, but uh, they they just haven't played well. Even the games they've won, they've not looked convincing in any. I think I think they got if they if they if they string wins together. My gut feeling is they're going to string them together and win and win them by probably under four points, that's not going to be anywhere near enough to arrest their negative for and against. They're going to need a side around them to to be in the negative. And look, there are teams there at the moment who who are struggling to score points um, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, my, my issue is, is that at minus 68, now they're, they're in... They're in we just spoke about the, the dragons and their issues. The dragons are minus 25 for and against. 
Now the dogs are minus seventy nine. The team, the team that the team on the ladder, that really their position does not remotely equate to their ability or the way they're playing, is Parramatta. Correct. Parramatta have a positive yeah. for and against. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be a, they'll be in the eight. Yeah, and and when you look two at two weeks, they'll when, be in the eight. Yeah, and when you look at their wins, right? They've got four wins, but they haven't had their buy yet. Yeah. So that actually leapfrog another two places anyway. Um, and and their for and against is thirty four. They they they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hit the people above them and and, and overtake them. I I just think I I just I'm a massive advocate for if your for and against isn't good enough, you generally don't get there because what happens is at the back end of the year. With three, four, five weeks left, and people go, it's not necessarily about mathematical chance, but you've got to win every game by twenty to do it. So what happens? You start throwing the ball around, you start going away from your processes, yeah. and you lose those games. All of a sudden, sort of table pressure comes from everywhere, and 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 it it yeah, it did just implode. The thing for the dragons is. They've had a soft draw to this point. Yeah. Um, they've yep. played very few of the top sides. Yeah. I know they've played the Roosters on Anzac Day. Mm. But I dare say that uh, I think they got pumped by the Broncos late in the game. It was pretty close. Uh, I think they might have they played the Sharks. by the Sharks. They did. It was like 40 to 8 but the week not, after. The, the majority of the games they've had... Um, were against teams that were not top liners. And I know that, uh, you know, looking at the draw at the start of the year, thinking, well, if the Dragons are going to be able to do anything, they've got to get off to a flying start because they'll, um, they'll hit the top sides and uh, they'll, you know, uh, yep. it's a long year coming up, I well, think. They play, they play, well, they play uh, uh, Tigers, Cowboys. And then starts a run where they've got the Dolphins, and then just starts a run of they play the Roosters again. I think then they play Penrith. I think then they play South Sydney. Um, then they've got a bye, and then and then they play from memory. Oh, Shane, come on, Warriors, Sharks. So they're going to yeah in around that Origin time. Yeah, they look. They might be lucky enough to to, to get teams who have teams, but they, they're they're in trouble. They they they're going to get they're going to get pumped. They're... This was expected at the start of the 100%. season. They're going to be down at near the bottom of the ladder. Yep. So, yep, yep. Now sounds good. Um, not good for the dragons, but good for other teams. Um, as I said, it starts to shuffle out. We start to see, um, you know, a few teams start to jump up, jump out and grab our eye. And before we finish up on last week and head toward next week, Griffo, um, I might actually see what grabs your eye for Griffo's grab. Well, again, it's one of those weeks where I had, I had the grab and then uh, come late, you know, in the round, I had to change it. So originally, I was going to go for Campbell Graham for his fine mm-hmm. performance against the Broncos. But on, uh, I think it was Sunday afternoon, um, I saw the Bulldogs 
come up against the Dragons. And uh, a fella who's never had a grab before, um, playing in the centres for the Bulldogs. And in the past, we've known him as a fullback or a, or a half. That's Jake Avarillo. Mm. Um, he was dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, I was almost ready to give him the grab just from the first try. Um, so for those who didn't see the game, uh, the Bulldogs got the ball probably somewhere on or around the 20-meter line on their own 20. Uh, Braden Burns did a good piece of work, got the ball wide to Avarillo, and he used his pace to to split the line and then he just did a number on the fullback, uh, Tyrell Sloan. He just went straight past him. Just, yeah, just stepped just inside him. Speed. That was that one, wasn't it? I thought, yeah, yeah, well, that was the first half. And I thought, oh, is that going to be my grab? So oh, Campbell Graham, three tries, great game. I'll stick with him. And then the second half, we saw the same thing happen. Uh, Braden Burns gets the ball out to Avarillo. Again, straight through, comes to the fullback. And just, again, put the move on him. And Tyrell Sloan, I mean, he was that poor fellow. He'd be having nightmares out about Avarillo all week. So he did it both halves, uh, almost, you know, like we're talking 70, 80 meter uh, yeah. sprints where just he, he combined pace and uh, a step or a swerve and just, uh, yeah, he was, he was dynamite Avarillo, so... Uh, I'm giving him the grab for this week. Yeah, Apologies and if you haven't... Campbell Graham, who, who uh, he couldn't have done much more. No, and, and I think the, the second try, the one that was about 15 minutes into the second half, I think at the time too, what we've got to remember, I think that uh, the Bulldogs, the score was pretty tight around the time of that yep. second try. I think it was about 12-10. Um, if you're looking for that second try, I think uh, the NRL have it as the um, on their website as uh, try of the week. Uh, it is it is a great um, great thing to see, and um, yeah, it's, 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 as you said, we we see some of those players too where we know like the casual fans will know the names. They would have heard of him. Um, he's played a few different positions there. Uh, a team like the Bulldogs aren't always going to get when they're in the form that they have been over recent years. The same coverage, so um, yeah, really good to see that he got Griffo's grab, and they're one of those teams of Bulldogs as well where they're just hanging in there and they were one of those teams that people dared to have creeping towards the top eight and I think what's I suppose uh, turned people off them a bit has been injuries like you know kick out hasn't been playing there's been playing well they've had the missing. worst injuries of any team Graham it, it's um, been it's been phenomenal decimated in the forwards yep and and people have to take that into account too when we're looking at the form line and how they they go the concern, though, is for the Bulldogs when we look at some of those long-term injuries. Um, I, I mentioned their uh, Filiama Kikau. Um, Luke Thompson. I don't think they're, yeah, I mean, Kikau, I'm just looking here at some of the um, return dates. Kikau 22, round 22, they're expecting on the NRO website. Josh Adokar, round 15. Luke Thompson, round 16. Um that's just to name a few. Um, so, you know, there's some, some big names there, obviously, missing from the, the team. So they're doing it a bit tough there. So it was good to see them um, 
have a win on the weekend for the Dogs fans. They would have loved it, and they would have loved to have seen Avrilo in um in full flight. The yeah. other thing, while I'm talking casualty ward here, Griffo, um, it wouldn't be an episode of Carpool Rugby League at the moment without us talking about injuries and obviously some little origin talk. Um, I know fans are keen for us to get into the the games this week, but um, I'm sure if we had some uh, some tidbits from Shano. Uh, if he'd had the, the chance to do it while he joined us, he would have probably talked about Jake Jaboyevich. Uh, what we're hearing, he's out for up to a month with a calf injury. Uh, so That's the amount of game. Origin one. Uh, yeah. So really, I mean, it, it seemed as though when we talked about this, uh, <laughs> now looking back, we, we did say maybe we're talking origin teams too early and we got excited. It really was because a lot of the players we talked about this picks itself, picks itself, picks itself. We said that so many times. And now all of a sudden we've got players like both the Trebojevic's, um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, Tupu's out at the moment injured, Addo Carr's injured. Uh, the, the, this, there's a lot of decisions here to be made for this for this origin Liam team. Liam Martin, there's a big question mark Liam on Liam Martin, him, yeah. I was talking to you about him earlier today and just... I mean, I'm not sure. Do the the Panthers just have an indefinite on him with his hamstring? So, yeah, um, it's it's hard to know. So I think over the next couple of weeks, we're looking for some big performances to see some players uh, stand up and try and um, uh, try and take some of the spots. But yeah, I thought that one was definitely worth mentioning because, um, especially the way that that Tom, uh, not Tom, Jake Trebojevic is used. Uh, in the origin side, um, we're probably expecting him to be be there as a prop and used in the middle. Yeah. So um, to be able to watch this space, as uh, as you'd imagine, yeah, they've got plenty of props to choose from. But um, you know, there was a lot of talk last year when he didn't get picked for game one, and and I, I didn't think he yeah. was in good form. Uh, I didn't really have a problem with it at the time, but then he came back for game two and uh, obviously played really well Phenomenal. so and and you know he he would have been a shoe in um for game one this time round but he won't be there um but as i said they do have at the moment touch wood that no more get injured but there is a, a number of props who can step up and obviously Payne haas is a given um You've got the likes of the Safiti brothers, yep. Junior, Paolo, you know, he'll be in the 17. He was there last year. Mm-hmm. RCG is a loss. RCG I don't know injured, if he's yeah. Freddie's favorite RCG, but his form was uh, was very, very good. He was outstanding in the, in the Kangaroos last year. So I would have expected he would have been in the 17, but obviously he's out long, longish term injury as well. Yeah. That was a that was a big injury, yeah. I think um, I think was a drop as well, was it? Yeah, and his was a bit of a, a an interesting mechanism there, where it was a groin injury, but I know they were looking at possible, you know, breaks there and this and that and the other. I, I'm yeah, not sure right. on. I'm yeah. not sure specifically when they're looking at him coming back. Um, Round 17 is what they're putting on the NRL website. So that's still what well, we just have round nine. So yeah, that's still you know, time, a couple yeah. of, that's, that's yeah. a couple of months. Yeah. That rules him out of the series. Yeah, it does actually. Yep. 
So look, there's been there's actually been a few injuries uh, this year, key injuries to to teams, and um, obviously looking to see who who manages the best. So we'll have to keep an eye on this space. But I know over the next couple of weeks, not only in regard to injuries, but um, I think also to that um, that spot in the halves that's going to heat up. I think all eyes are going to be continuing on the Sharks and Panthers. I feel like we're we're shaping up for a bit of a. I think the selection decision is going to be, do they go Nico Hines? Do they go Jerome Luai? Who partners Cleary? Um, that's a bit of a watch this space. It seems to be it's it's heading towards a, do they pick the form player? Do they pick the, the combination? So um, like Brad Fittler said today in the media, he said there's still three weeks to go worth of footy. That's a lot right. can happen then and they've got time that's to right. show that. So I think that just stays as a bit of a watch this space. Um I think Last, if, if Jerome Luai is to be picked, he's got to pick up his form. He's not. Yeah. Particularly last week again. Last, yeah. Not much I, actually, I actually didn't think he was too bad the week before. Um, but well, it was good against South. So it was, yeah. I think, probably just about his best game of the year against yeah. against the Rabbitohs. But he hasn't been consistently at that that high level. No. Um, and he I think it's mistakes in his game, but uh, very hard to yeah. ignore what Nico Hines is doing. Exactly. Yeah. So. And, and and saying that Nichols not even playing six, I don't know if he's ever played six in the NRL. He probably has when he's been a utility played there, but um, I'm pretty sure he'd get the job done. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's similar. Show and, and it just allows Nichols to to concentrate his own attacking game, um, which is you know top notch. So yeah. yeah, if I'm picking the team today, I, I would steer away from the even though they've been a proven combination. I think you've got a guy, guy who's in, in top form and I would go Nico Hines if it was picked today. Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of the modern players they 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 they're happy to play a left side, right side and you know, and, and, and split the field up a bit like that. And you know, at that top level you're expecting those players to do it. We had a lot of time where you'd have, say, a Jonathan Thurston and Daily Cherry Evans or Cooper Cronk. Um, you'd you'd pick the best half back the best two halfbacks and you'd, you'd, you'd put the six on one of them and they'd, would, um, yeah. you know, they'd, they'd make it work. So I, I think that um, Heinz uh, and Cleary combination would work, but I'm not ruling out them going with Luai. Uh, the only other thing we've got to do, uh, looking back at last week, Griffo, we've got a, we've got a Graham's gaff this week. So um, no I'm gaff. interested to hear your thoughts on this one. It's a bit of a different one. We don't see it often. <laughs> So this week with the gaff, it was technically an on-field gaff, but it sort of started with what was happening off-field. And um, it wasn't something that anyone, I think, really noticed during the game. It came up afterwards, but uh, there's a lot of pitches out there going around this week, and it was confirmed that uh, I think for about 15 seconds of the game, um, South Sydney had 14 players on the field. Uh, today, it has been revealed that South Sydney were fined fifteen thousand um, dollars. A dollar a second. It's a dollar a second. Yeah, sure it is. That's a, Sorry, a thousand dollars a second. I think they're been happy with a dollar a second. Yeah, I was gonna say fifteen. One k per second. <laughs> yeah, it's a thousand bucks a second. Yeah, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad rate. Um, basically, the 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 end result with this was that. Um, 
we know that in the past when there have been instances where teams have had an extra player on the field, there have been points taken off. Uh, in this situation, um, it was deemed that it wasn't significant enough to, to impact anything like that. Um, it was basically run on. It was a couple of props. By the time they realized that they're shouting, come off. And um, yeah, it wasn't a massive impact. So the NRL said, look, there, there will be a fine. Um, it, it is a bit of a gaffe because I, I've got to wonder how this happens in the modern game. Not only from the point of view of the Rabbitohs having to organize their interchanges and I understand that you know, they might get the message down to say, okay, Arrow's going on and someone so is coming off. But we've also got a system here. We've got the NRL officials who you see it on the TV, you see it at the games, the players hand them the card, they go, yep, you go on. Um, seems to be, you know, obviously South Sydney have a responsibility, the NRL have a responsibility and a, it just seemed to break down for this one. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this, Griffo. Well, it's definitely a guff. Um, of that, I'm certain. Uh, as I said to you earlier, I think they got a little bit lucky uh, just with a not really a huge fine. Um, uh, there's precedents where teams have lost points for very similar. Um, I don't know as to whether. Uh, maybe when they had 14, maybe the replacement caught the ball or something. I, I don't know. I can't comment on that. The, the last one that happened was Canterbury. They were docked two points against Penrith. in. I think this was the last one. Uh, it was in 2009. Um, they actually scored a try while they had a one-man advantage. Oh, okay. Right. Brisbane lost points in 2004 when Corey Parker who um, apparently ignored warnings from the officials not to enter the game against the Tigers, did so. Um, other times, uh, North Queensland, they had a similar thing to this where they had a player on. They played with 14, and it was a bit of confusion. Then they got him off in a similar fashion. They had a $25,000 fine. So 25, it seems 000. to be that the, um, the ones where they lost points, there was actually an advantage game. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and, and that was in 2009. As I said, the last time Brisbane lost points in 2000. It's a long time ago. since It's like 15 years since it's happened. So it doesn't happen no. often. No. No. Um, yeah. I, look, as I said, I think they got a flight. Um, in regards to the size of the fine? Or well, yeah. Points? Uh, I don't think it's, you know, you mentioned the Cowboys cop 25,000, I don't know mm. how many decades ago. Um, yeah. The value well, of We know inflation, like inflation's yeah, through the roof, mate. Saying. Like, you know, um, can't afford my groceries. Yeah. Should they have copped uh, points fine? Um, I think so. Maybe one point. Maybe a field goal. <laughs> um, Look, I. Are you, say, like, are you saying one you know, point is in one you, ladder you know point or more, one point on the scoreboard? I know, a point uh, on the ladder. Like, they're not the total two points. I mean, they take something out of the trip to Brisbane, but. Um, yeah, it didn't impact on the game, but it's a significant breach, really. Um, I can't remember. There was back in the 90s. They lost two points for it. Uh, 
Scott Wilson was the guy. He was a fullback. Uh, it was a game against Manly. I don't know if he was not listed in the reserves or something. They copped two points for playing him. Um, so it yeah, has they have player. lost points in the past. Um, Do you yeah, think that they should have lost points because it's a because it's it's been used as a penalty in the past or do you think that yeah, well, having it, there is 15, a precedent there yeah but do you think that penalty is fair based on the precedent i mean we've got a precedent in rugby league where we say that you know you go near a a kicker any time you know near the time he's kicking yeah. and it's a penalty yes we've got a precedent but does that mean that it's the right decision do you think that taking points off teams um, is is a penalty that we need in our game? It's, it's the ultimate penalty, really. Um, it's a big one. Uh, apart from stripping uh, teams of competitions, which we've seen happen uh, to the Melbourne Storm for Salo Cup Raw Ten, um, this is the next biggest thing you can do: is is take points off a team. Hmm. Um, yeah. I would have been comfortable if they lost a point. I wouldn't have thought that would be unfair. Uh, two points maybe too much. Um, but if you're going to give them a fine, it's got to be a significant one. I don't think 15000 is significant. Um, you see coaches, you know, have got fined more than that for gobbing off, at, uh, you know, in the press conference. Um I think minimum twenty five thousand um, if you're going to only go with a fine. But I'm not making these decisions. Um, I just think fifteen thousand was a little light. What What do you think? You're a South supporter. I mean, I'm a South. Like, yeah, I mean, people are going to listen to this and go, "I'll listen to him." I I'm, I would I would have been absolutely ropeable if they had lost this two points for a interchange gaffe that occurred during... Okay, there was we, I think we had two play the balls in the time they were on the field. It didn't have an impact on the game, I understand. Um, but I know it's illegal, so there's got to be a penalty. I mean, I, I think that's a massive penalty if you're starting to take points off teams. I think there are things that dictate this game that have a bigger impact than, than what happened here i mean there are other illegal things that that happen on a field i mean i i think to be honest with you it has a bigger impact on the game when there's episodes of foul play and a play and a team goes down to you know three or two players on the bench i mean i know i'm drawing some long bows here but i i actually agree with you i actually think the fine should have been bigger i actually want some more transparency from the nrl and i want to know what the nrl officials role is in ensuring yeah, that the that's that's happens. the big uh, that's the big and, question mark, and that's where um, and we haven't heard much about that. Without the knowledge, then I, I can I can you know I can cop the fact that they're only cop getting a fine, not yeah. competition points. And if there this... is some, um, if the gaff is more a factor of the NRL official rather than anything to do with the club itself. Um, but I don't know those facts. Mm. The only uh, thing I do know, and, and obviously I've sort of, I've loaded this question and now I'm going to deflate the balloon. Um, 
Well, he's back this week, by the way, I think. He, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, obviously. Yeah. Great news. Great news for um, for Helium. Um, from what I'm hearing, Davey Moali was the player that was uh, partially responsible for this. Uh, apparently, he didn't hand the card to the official before going on the field, which does not bode well for South Sydney and why I right. think that they um, they could have copped a bigger fine for this. Um, the NRL have reviewed it. Um, apparently, they had a report from the ground manager, the interchange official, in regards to how this mistake was allowed to happen. They were doing a double interchange, and I think it was just a bit of confusion there. I think Arrow and Mowali were going on at the same time, and I saw um, a, a quote from Dry Arrow where David Moali went on without giving the card and then Jai Arrow's there to do the double interchange. He gave the card to Old Mate and Old Mate was like, yeah, go on. I think it was really confusing, but I think what really started that confusion was David Moali didn't actually hand that card over and he's entered. Right. And by the time they've sorted it out, it's taken 15 seconds to get another bloke off because they didn't quite have both players off, um, yeah. off the field at that time. So... South Sydney have some responsibility in this. Uh, so definitely, I think the fine, I actually think the fine could have been bigger. I mean, when I look at fines for, um, you know, I mean, when you're getting a couple of thousand bucks for a high tackle, I mean, it's a few high tackles, so it's not a big deal. It's not a lot of money for a club like South Sydney. They'll be, they, they got away with it effectively. When you look at 15 grand, that's, that's not much at yeah. all. Um, They'll be spending more on going to Brisbane this week. So I'll be honest with you, I don't like taking competition points off teams. Um, I I know that it has happened in the past. I don't like taking competition points off teams in any regard as a penalty. Uh, I think there's too many ifs and buts. Um, I understand they've done the wrong thing there. But it would be very difficult. And even if I took South Sydney out of it, say it was the Bulldogs versus St. George and it happened to, to the Bulldogs um, or you know it happened to the Sharks on the weekend. Let's pick another team that won well. Uh, at the end of the day, the Sharks were the better team by far on the field. They deserved to win. And it wasn't anything to do with that which, which impacted the result. I think there needs to be significant things. I, I don't like in any sport... Um, having points taken off unless it's for something huge. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with, say, like the salary cap breaches and things like that, but I'm not a huge fan of teams losing points for for any kind of, um, yeah, as, as a penalty at all. I, yeah. And I know, and to be honest with you, if, if they're looking to, to deter uh, certain behaviours, and, you know, this isn't something that happens often that they're cracking down on, um, I understand if there was something that was a big issue and they said, oh, look, we find you, we find you, we find you. We're going to start taking competition points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't have an issue that's at that level. So, okay. yeah, I mean, well, obviously I've got a vested interest in this. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had a problem if they did take points off uh, yeah. or a point, not two, maybe, maybe one. Um, but yeah, the fine, I think, is a bit of a joke. Yeah, I reckon they... Yeah, and I reckon we could lump the NRL in there in the gaff because there's gas already. And I actually think that um, they've actually created a non-event out of this when I thought this was going to be a really big deal. Um, so good news for South Sydney there, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. The other interesting thing too, um, 
the, I was looking at the uh, timestamp of when it happened. This actually occurred when Brisbane were down to 12 players with Herbie Farnworth in the Symbian. Oh, wow. So if it wasn't... on 12. So, yeah, so technically they had two more players, which, you know, obviously isn't isn't their fault that, you know, that there was the indiscretion yep. there. But if, if there was, I mean, this would have been massive and I could understand points taken off if in one of those two play the ball, South make a break and score, which oh, against absolutely. Portland could have yeah, been likely. Yes. So, yeah, it, you know, yeah. It, it would have... Without that, would have been, that would have been points, and I would have totally yeah. understood that. Yep. Anyway, they um yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see. It's not something we see very often. Um, but yeah, it has been obviously in the past uh, a possibility where the points are taken off. So um, not something I'd expect to happen again in the future. I think the NRL will also look at their processes. I have a feeling they might yeah. tighten them up a bit. Which, and to be honest with you, considering we haven't had this happen for. You know, 14 no, no, years. No, no. They've like, done it well. That was the last one I could find. I may be wrong. People yeah. let me know, please. But it's, it's yeah, it, they, they've got their processes pretty good around this. I'll be looking at other areas of the NRL that they need to fix up. Um, I alluded to one there where, um, yeah, we got players that don't know what they can and can't do if they're putting pressure on a kicker. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because that was almost going to be one of the things I was going to bring up with the gaff because there was a penalty... Which game was it? Sharks game? It I think was that was a... The guy got hit as he kicked the ball. As he kicked the ball. I could have even um, been one in that. Yeah, there's, yeah I, I actually think... Actually, I'll tell you what. There was even one, I think, in the Penrith game. I have a feeling that um, that, that, that they looked at. But what, what are your thoughts now? Have they gone a bit too far in trying to protect these halfbacks? Uh, it's starting to look that way, but... Um, they are erring on the side of caution in any situation where players can get injured, which um, I'd rather the players don't get injured. So, uh, um, but I think if you're being you're kicking the ball and being tackled at the same time, then there shouldn't really be a penalty. No, um, and I, I think right, it's not an illegal ta- tackle, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but some of these situations where the kicker gets the kick away and the guy is, you know, a split second from hitting him. Now, you cannot possibly pull out no, in that no. situation. Exactly right. Exactly. I where, don't know where the line is. I'm not quite sure, but there, there are. We have seen a, in the past, in the last few years, a lot of occasions where a kicker is taken out, um, and put in a really dangerous position when he's, you know, he's having his legs attacked Definitely. while he's sort of still in the air, um, and also in, in, in a number of cases where he's hit late. Uh, and the guy does have the potential to um, to, to pull out, um, but most times now we're, we're seeing guys, the chasers, getting it right. Um, so again, while we still see these instances of controversy, um, they're getting it right most of the time, and and we are protecting the kicker which I think is a good thing. Um, 
But yeah, if if you're already there, pretty much making the tackle as he kicks the ball, and uh, unless it's you know taken off his head, um, I, I don't think there's a problem. Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot of these challenged uh, with players. So the the one I was thinking of. There's been a couple over the past couple of weeks of players have been going to kick. They haven't left the ground yet. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see how we go. I think we're in a bit of a... And what frustrates, I think, the fans is we're at round nine and it's starting to tighten up. What's a penalty in round nine may not have been a penalty in round one. The goalposts yeah. are moving slightly. There is this... Obviously, this teething period, this feeling out period, but unfortunately for a lot of fans, it's through the middle of the season and... Um, we haven't, yeah. Obviously, the teams that should be winning are winning, so I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think, um, I think that will bring us Griffo to our preview for this week. All we've got left to do is talk about the footy that's coming up this week. But gee, there's plenty to talk about, so we might as well kick off the uh, the two minute tip preview. All right, there's the whistle and the kickoff for Magic Round. Now, don't forget, guys. Unfortunately, you're going to have to. Wait an extra night for footy this week. Friday the 5th of May at 6pm will be the first game. So as we record this, we're about 40... Oh no, a bit bit less than 48 hours away uh, as we record this on a Wednesday night. Uh, Bulldogs technically the home team here against the Raiders. But just keep in mind with your tips this week, everyone, that uh, if you do normally like to look at home and away teams, um, it's not going to mean much this week because... Uh, all the games are in Brisbane. Uh, for the Bulldogs this week, Braden Burns is out. Um, he played last week um, with an MCL injury. So some of that uh, link-up play you were talking about with Avarillo last week seems all the more heroic, Griffo, given the injury he had last week. Yeah, uh, good he was news. Uh, struggling. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he really pushed on and it showed a lot of, uh, lot of, lot of heart for him. Um, Jacob Carraz is one of those players who've been waiting to come back. Um, from what we're hearing, he should be back this week to take his place on the wing. Uh, that's a week or so ahead of schedule, so that's great news for the Bulldogs. Um, Max King also been named to return from a rib injury, with Harrison Edwards going to the reserves. Um, for the Raiders, Xavier Savage is back on the wing at the expense of uh, Albert Hopawate. Um... The Raiders last week, Griffo, they had that golden point win. There was almost a, a thought where I said, oh, do I make the referee my gaff? Because, um, you know, I don't like doing referee gaffs, but uh, they uh, they got the winning golden point last week uh, against the Dolphins. Bit of controversy um, uh, after the fact there was uh, footage of a knock-on in the... Um, Woodson Young, I believe, might be yeah. the fella. Yep. So, um, also a possible bolter for Origin. Uh, but, um, so they're coming off a really close win. Dogs coming off a close win. This is opening up Magic Round. There'll be a great atmosphere here, uh, be it the first game to uh, start the, the festival of, of footy up there in, uh, in Brisbane. Yeah, it's a tough one to tip. Um, Bulldogs, they're playing uh, with a lot of spirit. Um in a similar manner, I guess, to the Dolphins, um, who, you know, both show a lot of heart, down on probably talent, 
compared to, to most of their opposition. Um, yeah, I liked, I liked what I saw from the Dogs last week, but they were playing the Dragons. Um, there's a few ins, as you mentioned. Hiraz, I don't know if he'll play. I, I heard he was going to be out for quite a while. But, you know, he might take his place. Um, uh, they do have, uh, yeah, those. it's not a bad forward pack, but it's, it's oh, Max King's back. Uh, I thought he was going to be out for a while. Um, yeah, so there's guys named who I didn't think would be there yet, but um, I, I do feel I'm, I'm going to tip the Raiders again. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Raiders, uh, in in the sense that I don't really rate them. Yeah. Um, but they have had four wins. It's the same number of wins as the Panthers, uh, and I, I think I think they they might just get the get over the top of the Bulldogs. Um, they're close to their best seventeen. Uh, the Raiders. Um, Strong forward pack. Uh, they've got Savage, as you mentioned, back. I think he might have played, uh, played a game in reserve grade last week just to get a little bit of match fitness. Interesting that they've got him on the wing. Uh, mm. uh, anyway, I'm going to stick Raiders. Not confident, though, Graham. Yeah, this one's, a, as you said, very tough one to pick. Um it's almost like with the, um, yeah, it, it, it's almost like with this one, um, you just don't know what you're going to get from either team. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've been reading a bit of stats, as you know, sometimes I'll throw a, bit through, throw a few stats out to see if that helps. Um, you know, most of them are useless stats that don't mean much for this year, but interesting tidbits here. Dogs have lost all three Magic Round games since it was brought in in 2019. The Raiders have a really good record against the Bulldogs. They've won their past six games. Um, last Bulldogs win at Suncorp was 2015. And the wow. Raiders, yeah, it's a long time. And and the other interesting thing too that I saw and that when I was looking at stats this week, the Raiders had the best goal-kicking percentage in the NRL this season. Now, I know it depends on who's in and who's doing the goal-kicking. And Croker missed a couple last week. But the Raiders are kicking overall for the season at 90%. So this is where my logic's going to come in because I've got to pick a team here and I wasn't sure who I was going to pick. I'm going to pick the Raiders because I think it's going to be a close one. I could see these teams scoring maybe three three or four tries each and it could very well be the fact that uh, the Raiders have a have, have a really good record at turning the four into six. So uh, I'm going to stick with the Raiders in this one. But I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if you'll find anyone that will confidently... Um, be wanting to tip this one, Griffo. I think this could be, um, yeah, a bit of a flip of the coin. But I'm expecting a, a tight game to open up Magic Round. Second game of Magic Round in that uh, prime time um, flagship slot on a Friday night. You've got the Seagulls taking on the Broncos, and yes, this will be the. The, uh, the talking point, the joke of the weekend. Uh, the Seagulls at home, technically, to the Broncos here in Magic Round, Suncorp Stadium, yeah, Brisbane. That's a joke. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and you'd 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 think that there'll be teams getting compensated uh, for taking this uh, this game as a home game to uh, to Brisbane for Magic Round, but um, you know it makes it all the tougher for the Seagulls because effectively they're they're playing the Broncos at uh, their home ground. We mentioned before Jake Trebojevic is out. Um, Sean Kepi will start up front. Brad Parker and um, and and Cola are out with uh, knee yeah. injuries. That pushes Ruben Garrick to the wing. Tua Pilotu to the reserves. Harper's out of the squad. Ben Trebojevic uh, on the bench. So, uh, sorry, I should say um, Brad Parker and Cola come back from their back knee in. injuries. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I almost gave New Manly fans a heart attack there, but they're coming yeah. back into the side. Sorry, I misspoke then. Um, so that's pushing. That's why Ruben Garrick's going to the wing. To apply to the reserves, uh, Harper's out of the squad. Ben Trebojevic back on the bench with Aaron Woods. Uh, he's replacing Sipley. Sipley's got a three-match ban. So uh, yeah, the big loss for them, obviously, Jake Trebojevic. But uh, they do uh, welcome back uh, Hank Scorpio himself, Brad Parker, and um, okay. They haven't got Mike in. Tyson back yet. Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, the winger, I don't. I don't know his name. He, he, he put on a massive hit a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, sort of a short, very stocky guy. Um, like I, I don't know. It's just to me, it was Mike Tyson. It looked like that's what he looks like. Um, he wasn't biting people's ears off, was he? No, he didn't do that. But he got uh, put on a big hit. They all got excited until he caught the two-week ban. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember his name. I apologize. Um, but we'll, he played we'll on wing. He just played the one game. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know whether he's. Uh... Oh, yeah, he's he's on the he's number twenty. Raymond Tuimalu. I know there was a V in there. Vega, you know, it's Mike Tyson, basically. <laughs> if you look at him, Lefty he's a dead point. ringer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Just missing the facial tattoo. So hopefully, uh, well, yeah. maybe right, if they right. win the premiership, That'll he can come. get it put on his yeah. on his face. Yeah, um, you know, he, he keeps his tiger in a cage while the game's yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Brisbane, um, look, it's it, it's great news for them. Uh, they they welcome back Payne Haas and Ezra Man. Um, they were only out for a week with their suspension. Um, that'll obviously mean that. Um, Palacios back to the bench, and as you'd imagine, Jock Madden, who came in last week, he's he's going back to the reserves. Uh, the Broncos last week, Griffo, I know um, basically on the surface, people will say, oh, South beat them convincingly. They do welcome back those two key players they were missing, and I'll be honest with you, um, whilst the scoreline suggests a big win to South Sydney, probably, I'd, I'd, I'd actually argue for the first 25 minutes of that game last week, Brisbane were the better side. Oh, absolutely, um, I thought yeah, there was um, one or two tries that went begging, um, but they looked. And yes. Reynolds was on fire uh, early in that game. It was all South in the second he's, half. But, he was uh, an angry ant, wasn't he? He he, he, right, he was. He point to prove. Um, yeah, you know, I, th- I guess he'd be thinking it's really interesting that that uh, they didn't give him more, offer him more than a year, um, citing sort of age and whatnot. And and then someone from outside the club who was pretty much the same age when all that contract 
uh, talk went on for Reynolds, 30 years of age, and they're, they're paying him a, a quite a, a handy sum of money for four years. So yeah, he might have felt a little bit aggrieved. Um, but the the one of the key difference to me is that Jack White doesn't have a long history of injuries, and, and we know Adam yeah. Reynolds does. Uh, we've seen him miss games for the Broncos. But look, he's been so good at the Broncos. Uh, it's exactly what they needed. Uh, leading around a team of really young, talented individuals and, and pointing them in the, the right direction. I think they win this week. Um, yeah. Uh, with Hass back, that's a pretty good forward pack they've got there. Uh, and there's, there's speed in the back line. There's there's talent. Um, I just think they're not going to lose too many games if they've got this side on the park. Um, Manly, well, they're hot and cold. Um, and uh, I just can't see them getting the job, even though they've got a few guys coming back this week. Yeah. Kohler will make a difference, uh, both in attack and defence. Um Interesting to see how Turbo looks, because uh, I think he's going to have to do be doing a little bit of chasing in defence uh, because the Broncos will make breaks, but Manly for me, Graham. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, sorry. I, I, Manly yeah, for me Brisbane, to lose. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah Brisbane, I had it yeah. right before. No, yeah. Uh, but officially, it's Brisbane. Yeah. No, Brisbane. You, you you got confused. You you thought you were gonna yeah. go. You're going the away uh, team, the home yeah, the home it. team. That's it. Yeah, you're, very confusing. Yeah, can totally understand that. Uh, yeah. I'm going Brisbane in this one too. Um, not only I mean I mean, not only getting Ezra Man back. That's massive to have one of your halves coming back. He's been really good since he's come into this site. It's the two prop swing. Uh, Manly lose Trebojevic and Haas comes back. Um, so you've got. Really, I mean, I know he plays plays lock at Manly, but you know what I mean. It's um two middle forwards that you got the, one of the best middle forwards coming back in, uh, and Manly losing their best middle forward. So it's gonna make that forwards battle really hard for the Sea Eagles. Yeah. Um, and the thing is too with Payne Haas, he's so important to this team because I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, is one player make that much difference?" Yeah, it. It, it does in a sense that it's the it's a flow-on effect. If Haas gets forward, then off the back of the next play the ball, say he's taking the first hit up, off the back of the next play the ball, you've then got, you know, you might have Pat Carrigan going up the middle. That then sets the platform for Flegler. They've got three really strong runs and three quick yeah. play the balls. And all of a sudden, the defense is on the back foot. And then you bring in the likes of Adam Reynolds to try and organize something with Blokes like, you know, linking with Katoni Staggs, and we know that Cobbo uh, is an absolute freak. Reese Walsh has been in phenomenal form this year, and I'll tell you what, the player that we need to talk about who has come in and filled in really well in this side, played a really good role on the wing and finished some really good um, good tries at times this year is Jesse Arthurs. Yeah, so I, I, think... I didn't really rate him as a player until this year. Yeah. He's been really good. They've lost nothing when he's been yeah, there. No, I, I think their 1-13 to 13 is exceptional. I think when you we really look through even your Herbie Farmworth, um, they've, they've got a phenomenal side. 
Last week, I think, was a um, they were down on troops. They came up against a good team. It was a bit of a hiccup. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if South and Brisbane were playing full strength this week, uh, I- I'd, be, I'd be very wary uh, to, to think that it would be the same result. I'm, I'm going Brisbane in this one. Um, expect a lot of tries to be scored. Ruben Garrick scored five tries in his past five games at Suncorp. Selwyn Cobbo, 13 tries in past 12 games at Suncorp. So um, there's your useless stats that can justify what we're talking about. So, yeah, Brisbane for both of us. Uh, the next game of the weekend will uh, obviously still take place at Suncorp, but we move to 3 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, the New Zealand Warriors technically hosting the Penrith Panthers. Uh, both teams coming off losses last week and we'll be looking to uh, turn that around and push because uh, they're now starting to get in that, that log jam there at the, the bottom of the top eight. Uh, team news, um, Chance Nickel Klockstad named, uh, Tohu Harris both named. Um, so that's big news for them. Uh, Nickel Klockstad concussion, Tohu Harris knee. Uh, Josh Curran will be the man to go back to the bench. Lusick moving to 18th man. Huge boost for the Panthers. I'd imagine you'll be talking about this one in your two minutes, uh, Griffo. James Fisher-Harris, he's back up front. He's going to swap in for Matt Eisenhuth, who um, has been uh, Mr. Reliable and um, you know the this, this super sub, really. He just slots in where they need them. Um, he's actually out, though, with a shoulder injury. Uh, Linu in the reserves. Um... So I don't know whether you're hearing much about what's going on with Spencer this week, but uh, I think uh, last week was know. a calf, wasn't it? If he's fit, he plays. Well, they missed yeah. him terribly yeah. last week. They just had no punch off, well, not even off the bench, like virtually no punch at all in the forwards. So they're not good in the wet. Um, they've had three down games where it's downpour, like including the St. Helens game, the Broncos and, and this game, and they just haven't been able to um, to show any sort of penetration. Um, they're really, uh, they, they've, they've, they've missed Spencer last week. Um, when I looked at this team yesterday when uh, uh when, uh, whenever I could, wasn't right on four o'clock, but I did not expect to see Tyrone Peachy in the centres, but he's there again, and um, he is a liability in defence. Um, you mentioned earlier about Penrith's, you know, being the the best defensive team in the league. Unfortunately, uh, Tyrone is. Uh, well, he just he makes bad reads. He's I've, I'm part of a WhatsApp group with the guys that I go to the game with, and they were not complimentary of of Mister Peachy um, during the game. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have him there in the centres. I, I just think it's it's just too much of a target. He just misses too many tackles. Um, I'm going to tip Penrith because I really think they have to win this game. Uh, it's a must win because they are, they've lost two in a row. I had no problem losing to South because South, you know, they're strong. 
and Penrith played well that night and no problem with, with how they played. But last week, they, they were beaten, well beaten by the Tigers. Didn't really throw much at the Tigers. They couldn't control the ball. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. Uh, I did think Chance was going to be out for two weeks with that grade category one. And, and I don't know if this was in the 11 days or not, but obviously it's not because he's named. Um, to big Tofu's back this week as well, but he's just as likely to be injured that knee. Um, so whether he plays or not, I don't know if he's going to be a player at his, his top level. Um, Warriors have been good this year. I just think it's too important to Penrith to win this game, and I'm going to tip him, Graham. Sorry for going over the two minutes. No, that's all right. We'll, we, we give you a bit of extra time when it comes to the Penrith games. Um, we, won't, we won't strip any points or fine you, so it's all good. Okay, um, just a f- 15 cent fine, maybe. 15 cent, yeah. Yep. Cent a minute. Um, Penrith Panthers, I'm expecting to bounce back from this one. Um, it, it's a very tough one too because the Warriors are one of those teams that I didn't have as a concern for the top sides like Penrith this year. But um, each week when we feel like the, the Warriors are going to fall over, um, I know last week they got they got beaten and they didn't score a point, which was a massive concern. But they've, they've had some good wins this year. They've won games which we didn't expect them to win so I think we need to give them a lot of credit going into this one. I worry that a team that couldn't... I mean, yes, they were playing the Roosters, but a team that couldn't score a point in the game last week is coming up against the defence of the Panthers. I think uh, that the defence of the Panthers is really going to wear them down and tire them out, which is going to open them up in um, in their defence, and I think Penrith will um, make the most of it. But like you said, um, I think a lot of traffic's going to come Tyron Peach's way. I think if they're going to try and exploit that defence, most of that defence and that great defensive record um, was with, you know, with with with, uh, with Peachy not there. Tung, so. Tungo in there, like... Yeah, I like Tungo. Tungo's there. a really good defender. Yep. Um, now I think they play the Roosters next week and the Roosters will tear him to shreds. Tyrone Peachy's out on the... Uh, out in the centres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big concern. So, uh, I'm expecting Penrith to win this one. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, what we'd expect if this game was happening 12 months ago, we, where some people would be saying, oh, Panthers by 30. But, um, yeah, no, I expect Penrith to win this one. Um, they do have the potential to win it well. Uh, but um, if you're looking for any time try scorer, uh, Charles Nickel Clockstad. Six tries in six games against the Panthers. He likes to score a try against the Panthers. Um, but, you know, Penrith obviously have a recent great record against the Warriors. Uh, they've won their past six. Uh, the Warriors don't have a great record at Suncorp. They've only won one of their past six. Um, but also, too, if you're looking at players who are good at scoring tries against the opposition, Brian Toto, five tries in his past three games against the Warriors. Uh, and another little tidbit, Marcelo Montoya, 100th NRL appearance this week. So, um, yeah, plenty well of little... Well done, Marcelo. Yeah, so. good on him. So, it's, um, 
I, I don't think he's going to have a great day out, to be honest with you. Hopefully he gets uh He might get a meat pie, but I think the Panthers will be way too strong in this one. Uh, this will be Penrith for mine. Uh, this one here, we've got some good tidbits coming out of this one when I get to the stats. Um, I shouldn't say tidbits. I'm stealing Shane's gimmick here. Um, but uh, Sharks taking on the Dolphins in the 5.30 game on Saturday. Uh, Sharks have been in some pretty good form and for the Dolphins uh, a lot of the talk this week has been Wayne Bennett who will um, coach his 900th premiership game I mean before we even start our two minutes that's just phenomenal I'm, I'm I, I mean it can't happen it won't happen again in our lifetime but I mean I, I feel like this is one of those records where I just can't see another coach doing it it's 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 really phenomenal isn't it it dates back to the 1980s. Um, yeah. yeah, that's uh, it's nearly 40 years. Uh, it's not 40 years, but I think uh, it started at the Raiders. It was a co-coaching situation with Don Ferner. Um, I think it was 97. They, they made the grand final. They went down to Manly. It was the first grand final they made. They only came in in 82, so... Um, yeah. And they were the whipping boys for a few years. So it was a great rise for the Raiders. Um, and I think he was only there for one year before the Broncos came into yeah. the cop and he took the reins there as their yeah. coach. He was at the Broncos for 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, so I've actually got it. hard to here. imagine anyone matching that number mm. of games. And then he had that other stint at the Broncos after the Knights, but... If you look, just looking at it here, it was it was nineteen eighty seven. So yeah. to give you a bit of context, I was born in nineteen eighty seven. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, it's a thirty six year old. He's 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 been for my lifetime as long as I've been alive. He's uh yeah. he's been coaching in uh, the top top grade of the of rugby league. Obviously, had some some extensive um, experience before that in the in the Brisbane comp. South and Brothers, but yeah, Canberra in 87, Brisbane from 88 to 08, St. George from uh, 09 to 11, the Knights from 12 to 14, back at the Broncos for 15 to 18, South Sydney um, from 2019 to 2021, and obviously this year at the Dolphins. And in saying that too, um, Wayne Bennett, they, they call him the super coach, they say that he's able to bring things out of players that... Um, that other coaches haven't been able to. And, and we've seen that a bit with the Dolphins this year. They're coming up against a red-hot Sharks team that have really found form after people were a bit unsure of them in the first couple of weeks. Um, the Sharks this week do have some bad news. Hemlin Uele is out for at least a month. Uh, he's got an MCL injury, so that's on the inside of his knee. Um, he uh, suffered that against the Cowboys. Hunt's going to come in to start for Nukin back in the 17, so he's returning at lock. McInnes goes to the interchange bench, so still a strong side given the fact that you've got players like McInnes on the bench for Nukin in there. They've, they've got a really strong team this year, the Sharks. Uh, for the Dolphins, um, Ray Stone and Robert Jennings are out of the side. Tessie Niu, uh, Anthony Milford, and Mason T coming into the 17. Uh, they've named Branko Lee. He limped off the field last week with a hamstring injury, so that's a bit of a watch this space. Um, so, so yeah, the Dolphins there, they also too 
have a few uh, different changes in regards to um, to personnel. Very interested to see the role that an, that Anthony Milford might play this week, uh, given the fact that he is on the um, the internet at uh, the internet. He's on the interchange bench. I'm on the internet looking at it. Yeah. Um, Look, given the form of the Sharks, Griffo, I think a lot of people are going to be really hot on them this week. Uh, what are your thoughts on how they're going? We we alluded to the fact that Hines is in great form, but uh, they've got they've got talent right across the park in this one. They do, uh, particularly in the back line as far as the attack goes. Um, they uh, they got a lot of try scoring potential in that that uh, one through to seven there. Um, they're either highly skilled or uh, quick or powerful or in some cases a combination of all of the above. Um, Their forwards are not a big pack, but they're certainly mobile um, and they get the job done. On the flip side, um, a team that, you know, I've, I've been surprised by a team that impresses me with their, their effort the heart they show, but I still think they lack, uh, you know, roster-wise, the quality to, to beat a side like the Sharks. Um, but they've beaten uh, they've beaten teams this year. In fact, they've still got a positive uh, record of five wins, four losses, mm. um, which is incredible, uh, really, given the the first year in the comp. And and what is essentially a a squad of workers um, with a little bit of flair, like you know you got the hammer at the back there. Uh, but I can't tip them this week. I'm going sharks. I've got to look at all the games before I give them a joker. But I think they're a chance because I know yeah. they got points in them. And yeah. then the the dolphins do have. Uh, they've had a lot of points scored against them, um, so they've yeah. There's been some some big tallies on the uh, on the points against. So I've got to tip Sharks, and and possibly this is my joker, but I need to see the other games. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm tipping the Sharks. Um, I just got in there. That was that was well timed, mate. Um, I'm tipping the Sharks in this one, and and I'm with you. There's there's another game I'm going to talk about later that I've been tossing up for my for my Joker, but uh, I I actually I think I'll end up going with the Sharks to have the biggest margin this week. The only thing that was throwing me off is the Dolphins are that type of team where you mentioned they are workers, they're hard workers, and they'll they'll scrap and and, and stay in the the um the game. I know it was a bit of a makeshift team that was put together, but. I do believe that when Wayne Bennett's looking for a team, he looks for the hard workers because he knows those little things. Um, when done right, the big things take care of themselves. He's he's one of those coaches that likes to... His game plans are pretty simple. Defend well and hold the ball. And, you know, most of the time, if you have high completion rates and you don't miss many tackles, you end up winning the game. And... It doesn't sound flashy, but it, it it does win games, and that's that's worked for the for the Dolphins. Um, do I think it's going to be enough to beat a team the likes of the Sharks? No, I think the Sharks are one of the elite teams of this Premiership. I see them finishing in the top four this year, and I see um, a team that's just started to hit form. 
over the past few weeks. They've got a lot of points in them, and I just worry for the Dolphins that um, there's going to be a period in this game where it's going to look like the Dolphins are in it, and then the Sharks are just going to kick away from them. So um, I like the Sharks in this one, and I think they'll I think they'll win well. Okay, so moving on to the Saturday evening game. So the main, um, I suppose the main event, last one of the night on Saturday at Suncorp Stadium will be the Storm hosting the Rabbitohs there uh, at Suncorp. This is an absolute blockbuster, this game. Uh, They have met once already this year um, with the Storm getting the win. The Rabbitohs will be looking to uh, bounce back from that. In regards to team news, uh, Katoa's been named after suffering a head knock on Anzac Day against the Warriors, so uh, they'll keep an eye on him, but you'd imagine he'd be um, pretty good to go, considering they've had the bye last week. Um, the other player, which is great news, Griffo, you'd be happy to hear this, Tom Eisenhuth on the interchange bench this week. That's massive news uh, for not only Tom, but the Storm, because he's always been uh, really good for them. Uh... I think this is a big blow for South Sydney. I haven't heard much about this this week, and it's a bit of, I don't know, a bit of mystery here because uh, they're not reporting too much on it. But from what I hear, Davy Mowali does have an injury and should be out for a few weeks. So Davy Mowali's been good for South. He'll be missing. Uh, Liam Knight, he's coming back into the side. He'll have an opportunity to, to show that he deserves a first-grade spot. Uh, he had a significant knee injury. He's only just come back. He played New South Wales Cup last week, so he'll be on the interchange bench. Um, the way they've named the team this week, they've got Totola starting. Um, so, yes, we'll see how they go with that. Uh, I know Sele started last week, uh, so they've got Totola and Sele starting this week with Jai Arrow named on the bench. So, Interesting to see what they do there, but we do know that uh, they have done a bit of swapping around there, but um, I'd expect Arrow to stay on the bench and maybe come out as a bit of an impact a little bit later on in the game. Um, you mentioned earlier on, Griffo, that uh, that South Sydney could very well be the Premiership favourites. Big ass this week against the Storm. Um, it's almost like a second home for the Storm up there in Brisbane. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, Storm versus Rabbitohs Saturday night. Well, we're just having some technical difficulties there, so I'll start start off with this one. Um, super hard one to tip. Uh, you know that I'm going to tip South Sydney here, but given the fact that uh, you know they're coming up against the Storm. You never feel safe about this one. I think it's going to be a great game, and I think the Storm have a lot to prove here. Um, Storm, they, they have a pretty good record against the Rabbitohs. For those that are looking at the stats side of things, um, they've won eight of their last nine games against South. So South really do uh, struggle against the Storm. It might be a bit of a bit of a styles clash for them, uh, something to keep in mind. But South Sydney, uh, where they have progressed over the past couple of of weeks since they have played the Storm, they've really kicked and started to score some points. Um, we've seen that through, obviously, Latrell Mitchell uh, starting to get more involved. The last time they played was was around that time where they said, oh, you know, we need to see more from Latrell. He scored 70 points in his past four games. Um, 
So he'll be looking for another big game. Alex Johnston will be looking for a big game. It's his 200th NRL appearance. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Rabbitohs. This is going to be a very close one, but I'm hoping they can continue that, that form that uh, they've shown over the past few weeks. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the one that uh, divides the people in their tipping comps. Um, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll go the Rabbitohs in this one. Okay, Sunday afternoon, uh, we have the Tigers taking on the Dragons. Both teams are desperate for a win here. Um, they'll have to travel up to Suncorp. This is going to be a really close game. The Tigers are going to be full of um, the, the Tigers are going to be full of confidence after a win last week against Penrith. Um, they've got a few changes here. Brent Naden's been suspended for a shoulder charge. Tommy Talao coming into the back line. Um, for the Dragons, Anthony Griffin, he's he's not happy with uh, the players, as we alluded to earlier. Zach Lomax and Jacob Little, they've been dropped for Magic Round. Um, they're, they're probably the biggest casualties there. I've just got you back on board here, Griffo. I, I might yeah, ask sorry. you quickly yeah. about, we had some um, some technical difficulties there. Uh, yeah, we got you well. here for the, for the Tigers-Dragons game. Uh, I've just introduced that, so I'll get your tip on that. And then I might yeah, yeah, the yeah. Okay. On the on the previous. Okay. Um, Tigers, Dragons. Um, yeah. Contenders both for for the spoon. Um. Uh, the Tigers are in better form as of last week. Um, and realistically, uh. I like the Tigers forward pack and I've liked the Tigers forward pack all season. Um, it's where I think, you know, the backs are maybe not as strong. Well, they're not as strong. Um, but they got the job done last week. They were quite impressive. Brooks had an outstanding game. Uh, probably, you know, the best game he's played in probably a few years. Uh, and the Dragons has problems as we've talked about. Um, I got no problem with the, the coach dropping Lomax. Um, he's not a consistent player, um, and they wanted he wanted to bring in uh, Ravalawa, who's back from injury. So one of the the, the fee fee and I brothers goes into the centres. Um, I'm I'm not confident. You can never be confident tipping the Tigers, but I'm going to stick with them. Uh, what do you what do you think on that one? I'm tipping the Tigers as well, um, and and I, I'm trying to think if I'm I'm getting caught up in some of the hype after the win last week, but I, I get the feeling that just with the way the Dragons go, what's the win last week? Obviously, to the Tigers had a big influence. They'll be on a high. They'll be full of confidence. Whereas it feels like the Dragons are, if they haven't hit rock bottom, they're not far off it. So you know we're, we're starting to get to a point for the Dragons where they're going to start to move back up, but. I actually think the Tigers have got them at a good time. Um, confidence last week, beating Penrith, coming up against a team who's really struggling. The coach is making some some changes here, which I feel um, he's, he's, he's got some scapegoats here because he's really struggling in his role. Uh, if the Tigers do win, last time they did that was April 2022. Um, back to back. Back to back, yep. Last time they um, won back to back was in April 2022. Um, 
Nafaluma got a good record scoring tries at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, I think he scored eight tries in his past six games there. Dragons also have lost all three Magic Round games since 2019. Um, Dragons, this is an interesting stat. The Dragons have lost their past four games, but when you look at the tries scored, they've actually scored 14 tries to 13, so they've actually outscored the opposition teams collectively 14 tries to 13. So the other thing you've got to keep in mind here with the Dragons is if they're scoring points, you can't always guarantee, you know, and as I said earlier with Canberra, you know, they've got a good goal-kicking record. Just keep that in mind if there's a tight one that um, the goal-kicking could come into it. I'm going to tip the um, the Tigers in this one, but really, um, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't really uh, deny anyone who was uh, tipping the other way, but yeah, I'll go with the Tigers. <laughs> All right, so I might just come back to you there, Griffo, because yeah. you did cut out when we were talking about the Storm yeah. Rabbitohs game. Um, I don't just... think it was anything to do with the incident. But... <laughs> so just I think the last comment I was making uh, just before we, uh, we, lost, uh, we lost contact there was I was talking about Eisenhuth coming back for, for the Storm and obviously for South Sydney, David Moali uh, being a loss with Liam Knight coming in. Um, they have met one time before, as I said, um, with the storm winning in that one just interesting to get your thoughts here considering you did earlier on say that at the moment south of the form team um you feel as though they should be favorites and um yeah just 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 wondering where the storm are at in regards to that and and um playing in in brisbane this week they are getting closer to their best side the storm without you know still Papenhausen, but um, it's pretty solid look inside, um, but I'm, I'm probably going to lean towards South uh, simply because they're in the form they are. But uh, it's going to be a tough one. Um, Storm have traditionally uh, uh, sort of had the wood on South, but I guess that don't count for too much when they start, you know, up in Brisbane and this being a storm home game. Um, so it's probably a, a good thing for the Rabbitohs that it's not in Melbourne, um, where they don't have a great record, but this is in Brisbane. And I, I just think South's are firing at the moment and I, I'm going to stick with them. Yep. Yeah, be be a cracker of a game though. It's probably... Oh, it's the highlight Gee, game. That's it's 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 the game of the round, and I, the other yeah. game I think they'll deliver will be will be mainly in the Broncos. But in regards to two quality teams, are you'd you'd think it would be that one, and you can see why they put that as, you know, that when you look at the main feature games on each day, uh, for Magic Round, you can see why they've got the Manly Brisbane game, the South Storm game, the the feature game at four p.m. on Sunday is the Roosters versus the Cowboys, which when the scheduling was done. They would have been expecting this to be an, an, an yeah. absolute slobber knocker. Um, the the form of the the Cowboys has had an impact on that. Um, they'll be really looking to to hit some form. The Roosters, their form's been indifferent. They did get a win last week, um, and I think their biggest concern team wise um, was Brandon Smith. Uh, he has been named. But he was taken to hospital on Sunday with a neck complaint after yeah. the um, Warriors game. 
So I, I think that might be a bit of a watch this space, Griffo. Um, Momorowski also out, which puts Hutchinson in the center. Turpin's going to come onto the interchange. Um, Rhea Hargraves, he's back. He didn't play uh, last week, so Matt Lodge will go back to the bench. I think they were just resting um, Rhea Hargraves, which was a interesting choice given that they're playing, uh, they were playing in New Zealand. Um, for the Cowboys, as you mentioned, the balloon, Helium Luki returns to the side. He had a hamstring injury, uh, so it's sort of, you know, doing a bit of hokey-pokey, you know, you got one in, one out here, because Jeremiah Nanai, um, four-week suspension, I think it was, uh, so that's a massive blow for the Cowboys. Um, Chad Townsend has been named, but um, we know that he's got a bit of a calf injury, so... Ben Hampton being in the reserves has uh, a bit of an indicator there. They, they've got to be a coverage if needed. They've also got a young halfback there, Jake Burke. He's on the reserves. So uh, that's another watch this space. Um, it was Chester um, did his ACL, I think. He the, did. The guy who's the young guy who's sort of been on the bench. Yeah. As a, a back, so he's... Yeah, Tom Chester. So that's, a, that's a very unfortunate for him. Yeah, and, and given where we are in the season, May, June, July, oh, yeah, you, you're looking at that could be the yeah, season gone. for him. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, the Cowboys, we mentioned it earlier. It's, we didn't expect anything from them last year. They were amazing. Based off the back of that, we expected the world from them this year. They've really struggled. Um, there's still some quality players in this team, the likes of Scott Drinkwater, Valentine Holmes, um, yeah, even in their forward pack, they've got some uh, some some really good players across the park. Um, massive test though this week against the Roosters. Yeah, I can't see the Cowboys winning this. Um, I like the forward pack of the Roosters and and the bench. Um, their backs. Yeah, they yeah, they got some good players there, but they've also got some that I don't really rate that highly. Um, but it's the forwards for mine where they they've got the advantage. Um, Boyahar Greaves Collins up front, and you can bring Lodge into that uh, rotation. And if Smith plays, and he's and he's fit to do so. He's been really. Uh, in the last few weeks, has been very, very good. Um, they start with the Butcher Brothers in the second row, and then they, they've got Crichton and Tupanua to bring on. It's, it's plenty of quality on that bench. And then you've got Victor Radley at lock. Um, and Turpin's there to give Brandon Smith a rest at hooker. Uh, for mine, it's just the, the Roosters are starting to find form. Uh, the Cowboys have been poor, and uh, I don't think the Roosters are going to win by a lot, but I do, I'm pretty confident they will win, Graham. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think that the Roosters win this one. Um, very confident that the Roosters win this one. Um, Stat-wise, uh, the Roosters have a really good record against the Cowboys. They've won their past five games against them, so even in that really good run last year, they they couldn't get over the Roosters. Um, yeah, you, you just never ride off a team against the Roosters, given the fact that you feel like the Roosters are just sort of starting to build and chip away there. And um, 
Yeah, they've had a they've had a they've had a, they've been winning the Roosters. They haven't been blowing teams away in the past couple of weeks, but uh, you just feel like um, and that's building, and it could very well be this week. I I think the Roosters have the potential to win this one really well. Uh, this was the other game I was tossing up between, and the Sharks won for my um yeah for my margin my Joker. I think I'm going to stay with the Sharks as the yeah, Joker and the Thief for the largest margin. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting the Roosters to have a pretty good day out at Suncorp on Sunday. Final game of the weekend will take place on Sunday night. So keep in mind, guys, no Thursday night footy. There will be a game Sunday night uh, this week. The Titans... Oh, I like the look at this one. The Titans taking on the Eels. So um, Titans technically at home. They're not far away from home here. Uh, taking on the Parramatta Eels. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one too. Um, this one I think is a bit of a harder one to tip than what people are giving credit to. But um, for the Titans, um, AJ Brimson out with a hamstring issue. Jaden Campbell start at fullback. Um, we've also got uh, Kieran Foran. Had some knee and toe concerns last week. He's been named. Um, he he went for scans. He was really struggling it. at the end of yeah. the game. He was hobbling around. Um, yeah. Could very well see a bit of a shuffle if he's out. With you'd imagine maybe Campbell coming into the halves. So yeah, just just keep an eye on that one. But as they're named now, they've got um, Jaden Campbell at fullback. Uh, Kieran Foran in at number six, but. Um, yeah, just 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 keep an eye on that one. Um, for the I would Eels, think Graham, if if he were to drop out, um, they'd go with Weaver, Tom Weaver, who was a, a talented yep. uh, half, played in the with the Blues in the under twenties last year, in the uh, junior state of origin. Uh, I think looking at that list there, he's the only. Uh, guy, I think, who could fill in there. Um, if they were to move Campbell, then they got to find a fullback. And I, I don't know who Keanu or what Keanu Kinney uh, plays, but he's um, the player that would come in. He's um, well, I, I don't know what his position is. Uh, what do you know about him at all? Or? There's been a bit of talk about him early this week. I saw a write up about him earlier on in the week. Um, the there was a there was one report I actually read that um it was as earlier this afternoon that at training today apparently he trained at fullback with okay. Campbell right. uh, in the halves because Forum was injured so he's one of those players I mean it's like every team's got one at the moment but um he's one of those explosive young players who was a breakout star um he he got some time from memory I think in the um in their preseason games. But uh, he's been playing for the Burley Bears. A um, okay. lot, lot of talk about him. Young, explosive, athletic, uh, skillful players. They, so, they can find, they can find mm, a, a skillful and athletic outside back, can't they? Yeah, or or yeah, they, backs in general. Carl Pereira has come on the scene yep. this year. He's up with the top try scorers. Jojo Fafita, very young still, and he's he's getting the job done. Um, so yeah, there's uh, they're doing some good things, the Titans. Um, 
this this is a classy some classy players there. Yeah. Um, and then their opposition is on the rise. Um, as uh, you know, they started with four losses, Para, but I, I I didn't feel that by any stretch that was their season over um, because they'd played top sides. Um, this is a really interesting game because both sides can score a try uh, and plenty of them. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. Um, interestingly, Andrew Davey comes in. Uh, he was at the Bulldogs. He does, yeah. He's straight back into the second row uh, with Cat Ryan. Goes to the Robert, bench. Yeah. yeah. And, and Ryan Matteson. I think he missed last week's game. That's He's right, back. he had the flu. Yeah, so yeah. He wasn't, uh, it wasn't that he was not wanting to pay a fine. Um uh, he was unwell. Um, Simonson also back. He had a concussion in round eight. So he's yeah. back after missing last week. So so he's in for Russell, is it? Can't so sure he'd be into the... Yeah, so he's in the centres there. Oh, Russell's so, 19. Yeah, Yeah. so last week when, um, when Simonson was out, they went with uh, Russell in the centres. Uh, so Simonson's basically come straight in for him. Um, and then, yeah, Russell goes back to 19, so... There's, yeah. there's no sign of Wonga Blake at all. Um, Rumoured to be going to Rugby Union with the team on, from Western Australia, I believe. But, uh, yeah, so it looks like Wonga, um, he's on the outer. Um, yeah, I like... I, I really. This is a game I look forward to because I think we're going to see some really end-to-end... The um, running of the ball. Uh, I, I said I was off the Titans uh, after they let me down two weeks ago when the, that equal worst ever um, capitulation, 26-0. Uh, but then they bounced back really well against the Sea Eagles and got the job done at Brookvale um, and done it pretty well. I've got to stick with Para simply because, uh, as I said, I think they're on the rise. Um, but, uh, yeah, flip of the coin almost. Yeah. Power more consistent, I think. Yeah, I'm with you for similar reasons. I, I don't discount the Titans in this one. This one's not as straightforward as you know, previous years and going off, you know, and, and, and that's what I'm trying not to do. I'm, not, I'm trying not to go off you know, the reputation of the Eels of the past few years. I mean, they were last year's grand finalists. They had a great year last year, but go off where these teams are at this year and we can't discount what the Titans have done. And and really, this this is um, this, this is a game where if the Eels win, they'll go ahead of the Titans on the ladder. They'll both be on 10 points. Um, it just shows how much the Eels struggled early on and the Titans have a 50% record. So... Eels trying to make it a 50% record. Um, I just think that when the, the Eels are on, they're on. When you get... Uh, I think back to that game a couple of weeks back. It was the Easter game, I think, where they were playing against it's uh, Wes. And just some of those tries that day that... Um, Mitchell Moses had a day out that day. He was in everything. Yeah. He was linking up with Gutherson. 
there are opportunities where if they link up like that and if uh, the outside backs come into effect, um, they could have a, a, a real field day. Uh, they do have enough talent in that forward pack to, to lay the platform. But, um, yeah, I just don't want to discount the Titans. They sometimes feel like the forgotten team because there's so much talent across that park. Oh, it's phenomenal, isn't it? There's just an inconsistency there. Yep. And I've tipped them in a lot of games this year. Yep. And, and, you know, generally they've let me down. But they did, they did get uh, the Storm. Uh, in a game where most tipped the storm and I went with True. it but but there's been other games where it hasn't worked out but uh, wouldn't surprise me at all if they win but I'll tell I've you what with the more consistent eels there'll be a lot of points scored how's this for some try scoring stats Cam Pereira has scored nine tries these past seven games Brian Kelly has scored five tries in seven games against the eels so okay good record against the eels but also too um if we're looking at just past form here, Clint Gutherson, eight tries in his past seven games. So, I mean, we know Eels have a good record in recent times against the Titans. They've won their last seven. But um, I think that stat with uh, Cam Pereira and Clint Gutherson um, in their past seven games scoring eight and nine tries, uh, there's a lot of points to be scored there. So I yeah. think it's going to be a really entertaining one. And um, I'm with you. I'm going to stick with Para. All right, I think we just about tipped the same this week. Uh, Did we? Yeah, it's not 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 no. too much difference. I think yeah. Well, I hope you have a good week then, Greg. Yeah, I hope you do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're on the same page there. But as we know, with the way that the competition is, it's all been, you know, it can be turned absolutely on our head. It seems to be the weeks that we think that we're going to get a full round, we end up with only four out of eight. So. Um, this week, I think, uh, could be another one there. You, you, you just expect surprises and close games now with the rugby league competition. It's just, uh, it's just so close. It's such a good competition. But um, I'm looking forward to Magic Round. I think, I think it's going to be good. Um, are you a fan of the Magic Round concept? I wasn't originally, but I, I do. I do think it's a good concept. Um... Uh, I think maybe uh, it shouldn't be in Brisbane every year, though. Um, move it around. Move it around a little bit, yeah. Mm. I'm not saying it should be in Sydney because we do, you know, obviously on a normal week, we, you know, there's a number of games. Um, but, you know, maybe uh, Auckland one yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say New Zealand. Um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe one year Melbourne or... Yeah, do you, do you think... Yeah, I was, I was going to actually even say Melbourne. Do you think, um, do you think the fans in Melbourne would, would, you know, I suppose get into it or... I mean, there's enough fans that travel from Sydney and Brisbane there. Well, anyway, if, that's if, the thing, that, that there'd be travelling fans. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, you know, Brisbane... They obviously they do a good job with it, um, but yeah, I don't I don't think it should be locked in every year in Brisbane. Um, mm. But in terms of the fact that yeah, you got this great stadium um, yeah. where it can be played. Hopefully the field holds up 
there's been a few issues there. Mm. Uh, still an ongoing thing from uh, from the concerts over the summer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see for the Eels and the Titans, both two teams that do like to, to play attacking football. Hopefully they get a pitch on which they, they're able to do that. Um, it'd be disappointed if, if it's chopped up. Um, but, uh, yeah, fair enough. Brisbane, uh, uh, at this stage, this is the fourth, is it? Fourth? 2019, I think was the first. So 19, 20, yeah. 21. Yeah. Or... Yeah, well, one of the years yeah, was... was there a COVID year where... Yeah, where it might be magic, but all the games were up in Queensland. <laughs> I was going to say, it was almost watch. like magic year. Yeah, um, yeah, the crowd disappeared. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but, yeah. But yeah, yeah, with you know, within a maybe another year or so, but then look at uh, even if it's you know a one-off to Auckland, um, yeah, they, they did have the nines there, and it was was really good uh, from experience. So yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but it, it it's not something you'd have in Sydney, um, but yeah, trying to again grow grow the game. Um, yeah, we know that the AFL had their first uh, version. Their, their gather round was a massive success in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, I'm not suggesting Adelaide as such, but um, but I do think maybe Perth uh, would be would possibly be a goer at one stage. Um, and they, again, just they're talking you know, the NRL more and more about getting the next side in and. Uh, for me, it's Perth, so uh, could be a way to dip the toe in the water. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Nah, Maybe the year before they come in. Yep, yep. Could oh. definitely give it indication. And um, yeah. look, before all that, we've got big round this week. Uh, we thank you for joining us, and uh, really appreciate you being with us. And we uh, look forward to Magic Round. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah, uh, and, uh, I'm going to disappear now. <laughs> I did already. <laughs> a bit of magic earlier. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye bye.